Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pals, uh, Dylan and Schmitty. <laughs> Don't do that. Dude, I love the Winnipeg Jets defense too, but Jesus. I wouldn't oh, say they're good yeah. friends of ours. So yeah, well, right. my, my good pals, uh, Dylan and Schmitty are in the house, yo. Um... No, sorry, Jimmy. I completely forgot you. I looked you off, and also your cat. So I, I apologize okay. for that. I haven't been able to make some of the podcasts lately. It's like I'm not even here anymore. It's just so what sad. was the What was the thing earlier that you're saying? Evil Pierce, be like, I don't welcome <laughs> you to the PJ's cast or whatever. That's that's what it was. You are not welcome to the. PJ's you are not welcome cast. to the PJ's cast. Yeah, and that's like that's exactly what I did. So, uh, hockey hockey started. We're we're recording this. Oh, I'm recording this at eleven my time. This is midnight. Uh, your time. So for you guys, the Blackhawks play today, and that is your cat's trouble. butt. <laughs> what, a, what, a start, what a we start! What a start! Censor that. That will be censored. <laughs> Violet, you cheeky bastard! Wow! Literally. Damn! Show some manners, Violet. Sheesh! All right. Excuse my manners. Um, I got standards. <laughs> but so we had there. There was hockey played tonight, and not just preseason hockey, but actual regular season hockey. And I've, I feel like I've said this so many times that. I hate watching the preseason because it's just such a tease. It's like these games don't count for anything. And now it's it's nice to see these games actually count for something. And uh, who had Danton Heinen scoring the first goal of the uh, no NHL season? <laughs> going to be honest and not even know Danton Heinen was on the Penguins. So yeah, see, that, that is, that is Pittsburgh in a nutshell. <laughs> I want to go. I want to read off Pittsburgh goal starts, Pittsburgh's goal scores because they won six to two tonight, and I believe half their goals were empty. Now I didn't really watch the game, but they it was good. it was so funny. 
like watching, I think it was, uh, yeah, Heinen got the first goal. Then Brian Boyle, good for him. He got a, a contract in Pittsburgh really out of necessity because Crosby and Milken are out. <laughs> but um, it was nice. I think he didn't play at all last year. The last time he played was before the pandemic. So that's awesome seeing him get a goal. But the funniest part of that was seeing Tampa Bay fans just melting down on the timeline, even though it's the first game and they've come off back-to-back cup. It's, it's so funny. And then them saying, no, I am not mad after that. Mm-hmm. The people tweeting like there was that uh, one where it's like the banner. It's like the Tampa Bay Lightning before this game and after this game. It's like nobody's <laughs> questioning that. Nobody it's one cares. Game. I think you guys are the only ones that, that are overreacting. But <laughs> no, seriously, I I could not care less. Um, I actually slept through the. Uh, the first oh, I didn't game. watch the game. I wa- I like I watched the highlights, but that was it. I watched. Yeah, it, I slept yeah. through the first. Thought, yeah, I thought it's Dylan. Dylan, what do you think of it? Because I did not get any of it. I simply saw Dan Heinen's goal and Brian Boyle's. I and I saw a friend of the show, Emily Kaplan, uh, between the benches. That is such an upgrade from Pierre yeah. Maguire over the past 15 years. It's literally the meme yeah. where it's like upgrade and it's a picture of Pierre Maguire, and then it goes to Emily Kaplan. And it's like, ah, perfect. That's not even, no, that's like and the, exactly the that. Conversation. No, that's no, what an I was just going to say so that. Nice. It's so yeah, nice. She like, and AJ so Malesko did a great job on both the games inside the glass, I thought. Um, yeah. Who was it for Vegas? What was her name? AJ Malesko, yeah. She's great. Um, She's great. But, I, I mean, I thought this was a great, coach, well-coached game by Mike Sullivan. I mean, it, this was kind of just a feeling out game for Tampa's bottom six, and you could really tell. I mean, I think they said on the broadcast it was Taylor Radish's first NHL game. Um, oh. I mean, they got like Belmar on the team who's new, Corey Perry's new. I mean, Colton and Matthew, Matthew Joseph, I thought was probably their best looking forward tonight. I mean, he didn't get any points, but in terms of just getting chances, he was all over the place and it was really noticeable for the lightning. But I mean, Pittsburgh was just, they were just very, it was a very tight checking game and they were trying to force everything outside on Tampa. And if I'm being honest, it just kind of looked like Tampa didn't care. It really gave me vibes of um, kind of like, uh, what year was it? It was either 2013 was, Kings. Yeah. 2013 Kings is a good one, honestly. Cause like they just, yeah, it's the start of the season. They know what they know, like what they can do. Uh, it, I, like it wasn't that most teams that win the cup, don't win their, their season openers or something like that. I don't know. I think it's but, pretty um, common. Yeah. I, I mean, they won last year, but I I just yeah because they were playing us. <laughs> Shut, up. Shut up! But um, <laughs> the only other thing I'd say is I think Vasilevsky probably had an off game. The first goal was on him, and uh, there's a couple I think he'd want to have back. But I mean, it's the first game this season. I thought Pittsburgh played really well though without Crosby and Malkin. Like, well, obviously the they level. did because I said they're going to miss the playoffs, so now they're going to make the playoffs. Like Danton Hyman Dude. is literally Mark Donk. I was telling Sean this morning. I'm like. I was telling him he should watch the game because I'm like, tell the audience who see. is Sean? Who is Sean? Sean is my younger brother, Big Shongus. Big Shongus. Yes, I don't like that. Wow, the fact that I just said those words out loud. <laughs> yes, my brother, aka Big Shongus. Yeah. Well, discussing to an audience of two people. How about that? <laughs> this Shut is up. where you've yeah. got into your life. <laughs> um, don't remind me, but I. Uh, no, I was I was telling him today. I'm like, you should watch the game. Like, you're gonna get to see Pittsburgh get smoked and I like absolutely dusted. And what, who was their number one center in this game? Was well, Jeff Carter. Moore? I'm pretty Jeff, sure. Jeff Carter. <laughs> Deadline acquisition. Jeff Carter. Yeah, that's that. Hey, whenever he gets straight at the trade deadline, he performs. So it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That. How much, man? How does Pittsburgh keep doing this? 
They're Pittsburgh. They're I know it's one well game, coach. but like they always, yeah, they always fucking do this. There's a they reason Mike's Sol- under Bilesman too. It's a crazy thing. Well, yeah, there's a reason Mike Sullivan's coaching the U.S. Olympic team. He just mm. he knows how to get the best out of his players, and I think it shows, especially in a game like this where everyone was already counting him out in the first game of the season. And if he didn't you know, have Tristan Jari in that, he probably would have been past the first round. But you know, Tristan Jari played well tonight too. So yeah, that's. The only thing I can think of is Corey Perry, like watching the banner go up as he's lost to that team in the Stanley Cup Finals two years in a row. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Dylan. My bad. Oh no, I was no. Never mind. So I want to go through uh, who scored goals for Pittsburgh. So the first one was Danton Heinen. The second uh, one was Brian Boyle. Third one was Dominic Simone. Who, funny enough. I believe he left Pittsburgh in 2020, <laughs> went to Calgary, and then came back. And, of course, now he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy Pierce, Bluger. None other than Teddy Bluger got an empty neck. I'm not going to lie, Pierce. I forgot that he ever left until he mentioned it now. I know. <laughs> Dominic Simone is a penguin. What was it? Isn't there, like, been a long time debate about, like, if he's good or not? And it's like he's, like, one of those guys who, like, analytics are great on the ice. Like, I, I test he's bad or something because I it's I called he plays God, with Sidney Crosby and everyone thinks okay, everyone yes. that plays with Sidney Crosby except good. for Connor Sherry obviously because he's a good player in his own right in his own right yeah I just man which is why he's in Washington now oh yeah he doesn't play with Ovechkin because he's his own player exactly yeah. he's finally passed that <laughs> he's past that stage he's past that stage in his evolution so yeah um, Toronto Maple Leafs legend Evan Rodriguez with the empty netter as well. And then Brian Ross. It's so funny that there's three empty net goals. I didn't watch the end, so I just feel like Tampa, Tampa just kept pulling the goal, and it's like, oh no, it didn't work. Oh no, it didn't work. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I looked at my I looked at my phone, like I saw the I saw the score, and I'm like, wow, they this was 2013, Blackhawks, LA. No, it was it was basically a three two game. What? How, when did they pull Dylan? When did they pull Vasilevsky? Was they, it early so, in the game? Well, they pulled him when. So like I think they pulled their goalie super early when Sorelli got the first yeah, one. Yeah, Bluger scored at fourteen fifty three, so there's still like five minutes to go. Yep. <laughs> and they just tossed a couple more in there. Nice. Yeah, because why not? Why not? So uh Seattle and Vegas played <laughs> before we even <laughs> we bring up the score. <laughs> Jimmy already knows where I'm going with this. I sent the tweet to to our group chat. It's like, um, you know what? I'm even going to read it (laughs) because I hate myself. Vegas Golden Knights. OMG, act like you've scored before. Seattle (laughs) Kraken. OMG, are you the fun police now? Imagine you're ESPN. You're trying to market this game and then this (laughs) out of it. The two newest teams in the NHL just going at each other like little children. ESPN is like finally built. Like they're you're, you can tell they're really trying to build an audience. They're really trying to push things like outside the box. I I didn't get to read the article, but I saw the headline for it at least on the Athletic um, with TNT saying that they're like they're willing to try anything. This is TNT, of course, but overall with these two new networks, they're trying so hard to market the game better. And your two new teams have. <laughs> 10 year olds for social media managers it's horrible it's so bad uh yeah we really haven't entered the seventh layer of hell now having seattle and vegas what, what <laughs> was it what was the other tree 
I see an empty netter. I see <laughs> an so empty awful. netter. That's oh something I would God. do, and that's how you know it's bad. Pierce, it's okay if you do it because it, for one, I'm well, doing it ironic. Pierce, yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you're doing it ironically. Yeah, to, mm. and two, you're not Vegas, so it's totally fun. Also, you don't talk Vegas. like a ten year old. You don't talk like a ten year old. This, these are the hard hitting news we need to talk about before this game, Pierce. I want to know. I we should have like. We should have like an over under for how many times they uh, make bad puns during these. We should have like a drinking game one of these days. No over unders is Connor McDavid going to get over 103 points? How many bad puns is there going to be between Seattle and Vegas? That's the real questions we got to ask here. Over under for how many goals we finna get this period? Oh my God. And then they deleted it. (laughs) Nah, you can't delete that shit. (laughs) Well, you have to, but. If you're going to say some shit like that, you got to oh, double down. Did you play. see this tweet? It was from like August of 2014. And I think it was just some guy just putting out, oh, the Seattle Kraken. What? Seven years ago. And then all the replies are like, yo, dude, you, you got to go to seven, get the lottery numbers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I need to find that after this. That's great. Oh, I'll, I'll try to send it to you. I'm not even going to bother. It's like the... It's like the uh, presidential debate when this guy's like, oh, my God, imagine Donald Trump and Joe Biden debating. That would be fucking horrible. It was like 2012 or something. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's, that's too good. And the other tweet from Seattle Kraken, what were you doing in 2003 when ESPN last had, like, opening night or whatever? And then there's a picture. <laughs> we, we weren't even bored yet. And, of course, it's a sperm, you know. Yeah. Sex, LOL. Seattle Kraken tweeted that? Yes. I don't, oh, I don't know if you want to see it at all. I don't want to see it. No, I'm okay. No, no. <laughs> I think, I th- hey, Jimmy, oh. I, th- I think you've seen enough for tonight. You want to talk about boo, the game? Boo, Wendy. <laughs> boo. Oh, man. This they're not saying, <laughs> they're not saying, they're saying boo earns. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we need, we need to get you out of the trenches, man. We need to get you out of here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm deep I in the trenches watched... like Ryan Rashog. Do you remember that? I'm watching uh, Arrested Development in the back. Oh, King, I'm, uh, King shit I'm right on the, uh, the episode where um, they're trying to go to the Gothic castle. And so Tobias accidentally goes to the Gothic asshole with <laughs> the uh, <laughs> <laughs> sex dungeon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I gotta watch Arrested Development again. I like binge watch it so quickly that I I don't remember too much of it. Like I gotta watch it again. You know me, my binges take with shows. My binges take forever. I can't watch it all at once. So I I we should document this to the podcast or something. It's great. Yeah. But um, no, it's oh my god, you're gonna hear about it from me, Pierce, throughout the months. Good. Fuck, That's what I like to hear. So it's so funny. I'm so glad you got me into that. No, I, it's better than The Office and Parks and Rec. It's, it's no, not even close. Yes, it's so much better. <laughs> I'm like ten episodes in. I'll say that it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, <laughs> Seattle. Yes, uh, Seattle, Vegas. Uh, I did like I watched like the first period of it. And I'm like, okay, Vegas has probably got this, but then. I don't think too much happened like in the second period. I'm pretty um, sure like there was a big momentum swift in the shift in the second. Like mm-hmm. Vegas had I think three straight power plays and Seattle killed them all off, and then immediately after got a power play which got the Donato goal, and then 
ever, ever, like as soon as that Donato go happened, which I think was like midway through the second, all of the momentum shifted entirely. It was all Seattle until whenever that stupid kicking goal happened in the third. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Blatant <laughs> kick, by the way. Blatant kick, by the way. No, Just I'm sorry. To me. I feel like we'll get to that in, in, in full soon, but it's tough. Like, I really wanted. I want to talk about that so badly. Like, I, Why I, I, just, I, I talk about it now. Like, oh it's, my god! It's the yeah. reason they lost the game. Like, Morgan Geeky ties the game, and then the next two on beautiful one shot goes by the way. right off. Holy yeah, it was shit. great shot by Morgan Geeky. Yeah, a I'm telling snipe. you, he's gonna be there, Marcia. So he's his shot is disgusting. Like, he he's he's not, he's nasty. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what soccer league these refs work for. That was one of the most blatant kicking motion goals i've ever seen welcome and to the nhl seattle fans you've already been fucked over by the refs welcome against vegas it's a vegas thing too let's not yeah. let's not dance around it it's a vegas thing too the league like it, it's also like against a, san jose uh oh true true yeah see the one time they don't get a call their way um this is kind of like uh immovable object meets an unstoppable force <laughs> because you have the two new teams the nhl is gonna want to uh you know Give uh, I, like, many handouts. Twitter's aside, can. I still think this could be a really good rivalry going forward because they're in the same division, oh, yeah. the two newest teams. Listen, if you don't use Twitter like us losers, you're fine. <laughs> Even if you do, we just have to like not talk about them, which is crazy. It's gonna be a fun rivalry, you know. And you have to also ignore like the yeah. Let's yeah. There's gonna be a lot of uh, um, God, how do I put it? There's gonna be a lot of uh, fun when it comes to uh their uh fan base and that's one way to put everything it. yeah but uh no on the ice it was great like that was a damn good hockey game i'm i'm glad that was the one i didn't miss like that was you know even from the beginning uh you know vegas i think uh, i was Bouchergras or uh um or boucher had said um that it wasn't a good period for vegas but it was an opportunistic one they got what two goals and i believe six shots it was two goals on three shots um starting it off and uh yeah, they got three more shots. They didn't do much that period, but they scored twice. You know, you're winning. Great. Um, but Seattle looked so fucking good out of the gate. So good. It can, they're out shooting them in the first period. Nine to six. Yeah, they were out shooting them eight to three until later in the period, Vegas got some momentum back. Um, yeah, and like you said, Schmitty, there was a huge momentum shift in the second. Um, like they talked about it, Vegas's power play was not good in the postseason. It was not any better today. They, what was it, Dylan? Three power plays they had? It was two or three. I I, I want to say it was three, but I mean, either way, they blew all their chances. They completely matter, yeah. blew them. Yeah, you and blew then, it. Like said, it was God. Like if I'm a Vegas fan, like that's it's intensely frustrating because they seem to do everything right except for that power play. It's insane. Damn, I can't believe we didn't score on the power play. Send puppy picks. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> if they were based, they would be cat picks, but no. Yeah, it's, it's a have you seen the Have you seen the picture? <laughs> it's a meme. It's like, what kind of dog is that? Oh, what kind of dog is that? It's like, it's a it's a Yorkshire Terrier. And then it's like, what kind of cat do you have? Orange, awesome, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're not like Vegas. We're not like that. Um. Yeah. So it, it was. It, it, I think things really got interesting around the, the end of the second that was the donato goal um i yeah nicholas haig got one on the board and so that's when we you started to see um like seattle really get their feet moving and uh well i mean they've been moving but they started to really 
um i don't want to put this but like uh, i started to get crackalacking am i right let's just say that let's just say that because it was like that one goal comes in and the momentum's back in their favor they get a second one you go into the third period um shit I'm, I'm crazy yeah no geeky scored in the third and that's when it was like okay finally they've come back like they've been playing just as well as vegas and then the goal happens uh chandler stevenson off a pass from mark stone elite number one right, center right off of chandler stevenson's kicking foot goes into the net he did not angle his foot he kicked his foot and it goes in off his skate and I don't – I tweeted it, what are rules anymore? It, it, this is ridiculous. It, it, uh, what, are you, what are you supposed to do on that? You can't really do anything. Um, so, to me, 3-3 three, three tie. Uh, cool to see the NHL brought those back because that's exactly what happened tonight. I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, we talked about already. It's Vegas. It's the NHL. What are you going to do? Like you said – Seattle got their first taste of not just the NHL, but the all the bullshit that comes with yeah. it. Yes. NHL referees too. Welcome to the NHL referees because that's what you're going to see. Quite God, a lot I can't wait till the NHL like uh, women refs come up because they are, they're going to, I know they're going to do a way better job than <laughs> the male refs. You men, you, you disgust me. I'm not about kill all men. That's pretty fucked, but. Man, kill all male refs. Hmm. They're, they're on the sum there. Have you seen? Because of course, I have to bring him up every podcast. Pierre Maguire. Have you seen the video where he's like, "I'm confused. I'm befuddled. That is clearly a kicking motion. I don't care if the, <laughs> the, the, the direction of the puck equals mass times two. I'm not buying it." Like, when was that from? I know that. what this is. I do what game no is idea. This? I cannot. It's it's from a long time ago. I, That's I'm, a soundbite that I need. Yeah. very badly. I'll have to send it to you. I was I was even trying to look it up on YouTube, see if I can find it. And then the first one showed up here. The literally the first video that showed up, I put in a Pierre Maguire kicking motion, and the first video that showed up is Pierre Maguire ten moments where he's effing creepy. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um but overall, like other than that, that's a game you want to market. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. When that's I- your first night at ESPN, two of the newest franchise, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, if uh, for Seattle, it's nothing but a win tonight, in my opinion. It showed that your team is able to hang with the top dog in your division. Showed that, like, <clears throat> this team's even going to get better when you think about it. They're going to have guys like – you're going to have Yanni Gore coming up. You got Beret Boulay, who just probably got there. To Great the pickup. Probably today. I don't know how yeah. Buffalo didn't pick him up, but you know it's Buffalo. It's Buffalo. What are you going to do? Um, I mean, <laughs> like, let's put it this way. Like uh, my buddy Nick and I were talking about, we were watching the game. It was just like, if you skate and you put that much effort in every night, you're going to win a lot more than you lose. And that's just like, that's the way the NHL has been for a long time. And I mean, that's what Vegas did when they got out the gate. Now they have the talent to where they don't have to do that. But in the beginning, it was just, they worked their ass off every single night. And I think if Seattle maintains what they did tonight, they're going to win a lot of hockey games. Pretty sure Robin Leonard. I I don't remember if you tweeted out, but or like said in an interview or something. He's like, we're gonna beat Seattle that first game, and hey, they did. Oh well, who's a man that? of his word, Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard. Oh, good for him. Mm-hmm. See, so, yeah, you know also, what? Underrated oh, part. Robin Leonard won a game. No, go ahead, Dylan. 
Uh, oh, I was just going to say, complete side note, uh, Nolan Patrick needs to change his number. 41's an ugly fucking number. I know. Holy shit. What a terrible number. Yeah, I don't know where that – I don't know who approved that, but whatever. No, shouldn't have been allowed. That was horrible. Also, um, another side note, totally did not know Peyton Krebs was um, on the other roster. roster. Yeah. He looks solid, too. He had a nice uh, nice chance was in the first period. Real nice chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, that was the that was the first night of hockey. Yeah, like obviously, th- like there is tonight. This is the first night, but I feel like the real first night is tomorrow because it's obviously the Blackhawks play the Blackhawks, Black so it's yeah. the real exactly. Yeah. And of course, you can't forget the Leafs play tomorrow, dude. The party don't start till Seth Jones walk in. What are you talking about? <laughs> Number oh one God. defenseman. That's my one D right there. Franchise defenseman, obviously. <clears throat> but then yeah, you got. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Chicago, Colorado. Then you have Montreal and Toronto. Without Nathan last McKinnon, year. dude. Yeah. New York Rangers. The, I did not even notice this. The Rangers play the Capitals. It's that. the first game they're showing on TNT, and <clears throat> there's a reason they're doing that. Yep. Winnipeg versus That's Anaheim nice. is just meh. And I think Vancouver Edmonton will be fun. But, man, those those three games, that's going to be that's gonna be fun. And the Hawks have an actual fighting chance, like what Jimmy said. Nathan McKinnon is not playing due to COVID, so they might only lose four to three instead of like six to three. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, they'll just have. They what? might get a point. Uh, maybe. Fuck. Uh, I mean, Nathan McKinnon just taking one head off the Hydra. Yeah, or I. There's one thing I will definitely say about going into the Colorado game tomorrow, and and this is just going off of what I saw tonight with Tampa. When you lose a shit ton of your bottom six, you are not going to look good right out the gate. And, like, you look at the subtractions that are on that Colorado team, yeah, I feel like they can – yeah, well, Brandon Saad. I mean, Jonas Donskoy. Noted bottom six player Brandon Saad. Yeah, Devontae isn't playing on the opening night roster. Like, they – they're going to have some stuff to overcome. I mean, they got guys like Newhook and stuff, which, like, I, I mean, Oh, no. Please, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Bomber with Newhook. Oh, no. We got to place Devontae's with no environment. No. <laughs> no more Grubauer. Oh, no. Now we got to go out and get Darcy Kemper. Oh, my God. It's just. Oh. I wish Colorado could just catch a break, dude. I know. It's 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 crazy, man. I wish a team would yeah. just help them out for once. Anyways. But to Dylan's point, like, again, look at Tampa. You go back off your Joseph, idea, Taylor Radish, like, great pieces, but you haven't played together yet. You have not played 82 games together the way that you had guys like, well, again, Saad didn't play 82, but you had Don Scoy was there forever. You had Belmar. That's an underrated loss for them. No, Pierre Edward Belmar is P. one of the Belmar. better – E. Belmar, one of the better bottom six centers in the entire NHL, and Tampa just went up and picked them up. You know, let the rich get richer. Like, okay, but uh, yeah, that's as those are life. big losses for Colorado. Yeah, Jonas Donskoy too. Like, that's you know, that's a very good you know depth score. Um, the guy you can play in your really your top nine anywhere. Um, so and I mean, what Sod literally led them in goals last year in the in the postseason. So I mean, those are three big losses for you right there. No, it's time to um, see what those graphs can do with Val Manchushkin. Let's see if those graphs lead to goals this year. Come on, guys. <laughs> Maybe this will be the known selkie candidate. He's going to be so. Hey, good. man, you're forgetting Logan O'Connor there. Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, they have Logan O'Connor. Oh, no. <laughs> we got a three year extension. Yeah. 
Well, still, um, I still can't get over how I thought that was like all four million per year, and I'm like, wow, the graph guys really got him going. That's great. <laughs> they really hired Evolving Wild as his agent. That's awesome. That's a great way to make um, money. But he so only if- makes a million a year, which is bullshit. Even though you know he's a selkie candidate, but whatever. Anyways. Even though I think I barely think he played half the season last he played year. like twenty games or some shit, dude. But. <laughs> You know they're just fucking around at that oh, point. Oh, you know they, they are. Yeah. Think of a credit, dude. They, they're doing what they do. And they Those do what they game. do. Nick Menino better than Patrick Kane, you know. You said it, buddy. <laughs> you said it, pal. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to segue that into uh, – we're going to preview the whole re- Western Conference tonight. Um, so, first, we're going to start off with the Central. Um, we're going to start off with the best team in the Central, the Arizona Cutout. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to go alphabetical order. We're kind of go – briefly what they did this offseason, what they're going to do this season, and kind of their future outlook, where they're going to finish in the division. Kind of like how the Steve Dangle podcast did like 10 minutes per every team, but except we're going to spend like a lot on the Blackhawks and probably not as much on Arizona, but... Um, Isn't that basically us? We're like the STP, except we focus a lot on the Blackhawks Chicago and on the Coyotes. Yeah. Oh, anyway. But, no, they're, they're going to be the worst team in that division. I don't want to say it's an easy win, but like... I'll Dude, say this. You can play your backup goalie against them and they, probably gonna win. They're gonna be the worst team in the NHL. Mm. Like they're gonna them be in the Buffalo. Worst team in the NHL. Uh, yeah, I, it's the uh, well, no, I don't think Arizona's gonna be the worst team in the NHL. I just think like like I I, I there's just the spiteful side of me that thinks this is the year Clayton Keller just puts it puts it together and then it's just not gonna fucking matter whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. he'll get like Big 70 USA points, and it's just gonna be like with Biggie Schmoltz. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nick Schmaltz gonna finally gonna Make become him. that sixty-point player that everyone once upon a time thought he was gonna be. Nick Schmaltz, um, fourth line center, Team USA. And you can't oh. and you can't sleep on Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Antoine Roussel, obviously. Hey, Louis Erickson, yeah. Brendan Perlini, just destroying the preseason boys. Oh my god, really good stuff from the veterans there. And then yeah. Jacob Chickren's gonna be carrying uh, Anton Strom, <laughs> the corpse yeah. of Anton Strom in the whole year, or ghost, whatever. Oh I don't know if he's. You know, been Chikrin, buried yet? If Chikrin can have blue graphs with Antron Strawman, he should get on Arizona. On Arizona, he should get the Norse. This is how we and make Team Canada. Canada. But no, yeah, Morgan yeah. Riley and Drew Doughty and Brent. But yeah, but if I'm Arizona this year, I really think it's like obviously team success is just not going to be a thing. Uh, you really have to look at development with some of these young guys. Like there really needs to, like, I know I said it earlier, but there needs to be a legitimate step with Clayton Keller. There needs to be a legitimate step with guys like Lawson Krause, who looks like he's going to get top line minutes this year. You have to hope he finally puts it all together. Uh, Barrett Hayton's getting a legit top six look this year for the first time. Like you, you have to do everything in your power to make that pick work. Cause that pick is very looking very frowned yeah. upon when Quinn Hughes was on the table. Um, Manzalina I mean, both for splatty, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Honestly, you can name at least like five guys, but um, <laughs> uh, Chickren on the back end, obviously, you'd like to see him take that step to be that number one defenseman, which he kind of already has taken that step. But just like now, but that belong OEL, there, yeah, now that OEL is not there, he's gonna really take those heavy minutes, and you want to see him take that step. Uh, I don't know if Soderstrom's on their night one roster, I'm not 100% sure, but oh, definitely, he's a roster. Point, exactly. Connor he, he Timmons, to too. Connor Timmons is, I didn't even remember him. Good shit. Put him Pierce. with Chikrin. Put him with Chikrin. The they should, but it's going to be nice 
I mean, no, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be Gossip Bear and Strowman. Who am I kidding? Oh my god, I forgot they have Gossip Bear. How many years does Gossip Bear have left on his deal? Is it one or two? I think two. two. Well, let's go to our old friend Cap Friendly to look yeah. at. Because I was gonna say, like, if he has one year left, the number one goal should be to make Shane Gossip Bear, Eric Gustafson, and then trade him. Dump and dump. <laughs> Don't yes. get that six infinity yeah. stone. Oh, you bring up picks. Eric Gustafson. We'll get into that. Right? <laughs> oh, we're getting into six it. infinity we're stone. Into it. They tried to ruin my Sunday. They really did. Mm. <laughs> so um I honestly I want to make a quick comparison with this Arizona team that I think is gonna put puts because is that what I think it it's is? It's almost like this team. Yeah, I know. You're already you know what I'm going to say. Toronto Maple Leafs 2015-16. I think this is exactly what Arizona should be going for. That was, okay. don't bring in Mike Babcock, but <laughs> it's a year when you know you're the just, blur. you're bad. You're going to be bad. You're a bad team. That's fine. But you've got guys like Clayton Color. They had, you know, Kadri. You had guys who, you know, who've been here a while and you want to help develop for the future and all that kind of shit. So am I we'll hearing go, go, Andrew go. Ladd all-star game appearance? Is this what I'm hearing? <laughs> no, uh, Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis okay. Erickson would make it as well. I all of them. All of them. All of them. Yes, sir. If there was, you know, if there's going to be a Leo Komarov, if like Clayton Keller doesn't become Jesus, or if, I mean, if there, if there's somebody who wants to break out of nowhere and make it. What are they going to do without Michael Bunting's like 25% shooting percentage, bro? <laughs> I don't even know. Do when Michael Bunting misses a shot, Oh. A, buck, a puppy dies, dude. It's I was gonna say what, one more just huge keep he- puppies alive, dude. And Angel loses its wings. One more huge headline with Arizona this year. Uh, Phil Kessel, I think, is the last year of his deal. You have to think he will be moved by Absolutely. February. Back to yeah. Pittsburgh. I don't. Know, I, I saw it was out. I don't know if it's COVID or if it's just like he's got like a nagging injury or something. No, yeah, but- COVID's out right now. It's pretty big out there right now. That's crazy, Jimmy. I haven't even heard of that shit. Wow. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. As there's a drive into left field. <laughs> but yeah, uh, eighth place in the division. I'm going to go grab a drink. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And one thing I wanted to say is they did the easy part of the rebuild. They stripped all the down. They got all the draft picks. They even got some prospects. But now what you got to do, obviously, you're going to suck this year. Like, I don't yeah. I don't see much development. But their their goal going forward is they have to develop this homegrown talent and make them stay there because – Mm-hmm. Again, stripping it down is the easy part, but now you got to build it up. And with Arizona, hopefully there's more stability there. Like, uh, we don't even know if they're going to be playing there next year, or at least in that arena or whatever. Like, there's just always so much uncertainty no. with, with this team. Or Has there been news on that front? I don't know. Wait, uh, I know Q said the thing about, like, the concept they're trying to sign off on look, to put them in Tempe. Look. I have no idea. Like either way, there's still uncertainty. Like where yeah. they will be next year. Definitely. Are they going to change their name again? No. <laughs> <laughs> the Glendale Coyotes, the Tempe Coyotes, or whatever. Yeah. I don't think the would. Desert Coyotes, the Desert Dogs. We did it. We put an arena in the middle of a fucking desert. We are now the Desert Coyotes. Okay, and before we go to the Blackhawks, uh, these are the players on the Coyotes with multiple years left. Clayton Keller, seven years. Nick Schmoltz, five years. Andrew Ladd, two years. And then the rest of the forwards, all of them are, are UFAs. And on to defense, Jacob Chikrin has four years, which is, I mean, that's not even fair. He's making 4.6 for the next four years. That's not even fair. Shane Gosper has two years left. Uh, Victor Schoderstrom has three years left. He is on the main roster, at least according to Captain. He looks, I saw only one game. It was that uh, Kraft. Craftville or whatever the hell game they have. He looked very, very good in that game. And I'm pretty sure that was against NHL players. Like, I think they were putting out their full roster. So, 
Um, Do they still have Labushkin Pierce? Yeah, take my yeah, one. Yeah. My, That's not my a bad defenseman either. <laughs> my opinion on his highlights, he must be good because I saw his uh, crash. My eye test. One, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. In the uh, Again, Pierce, this is like the Rose Bowl of hockey games. It's the Craftsville hockey experience. It's the biggest so. thing. It's the biggest thing since sliced bread. Like, it's pretty exactly. crazy. That's why Kraft got the fucking thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because you can put Kraft cheese on your sandwich today. Um, yes, sir. Violet. Sponsor no. us. Craft um, <laughs> partnering with the the PJ's cast, you'd love to see it. Oh, 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 oh. It's a little cheesy, wow. if you ask me. Wow! All right, and yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then Connor this, Timmons has two years left. So everyone, everyone else on the Coyotes uh, team has one year left. There is no doubt that buyers say making this podcast white people be like. Let's just put it this way. Shane Wright or Brad Lambert's going to look great on that team. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like they. they Hold up. Hold, so anyways, enough about is, the coyotes. Yeah. Uh, my cat's deciding if she should s- sleep on my ear, my earbuds or not. So, oh yeah, figured out. Um, so cat's sleeping we, in the most inconvenient places. You said alpha. Uh, we're going by alphabetical order. Alphabetical right? order, yeah. So we're on the Chicago Blackhawks. If only stupid Seattle didn't join, so Arizona would be in the Pacific, so we could go with Chicago first. But no, they just had to ruin it and join the NHL. But anyways, we're there. Um. It's like a Vegas Golden Knight fan. Exactly. Yeah. All we have to do is join the league and ruin everything. Now we're not cool. All right. So let's work so from the back sucks, end out. Yeah. Goaltending. Flurry, Lankinen. Studs. Sucks. The two happiest goalies in the NHL. Biggest Basically. note of the preseason, uh, they let in like two five-on-five goals. Like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty good. So, pretty AK, decent. Get some goddamn penalty killers for this team. No, just change the whole system entirely because their penalty kills abysmal. Like, I don't know what the hell they're trying to do when they, like, line their players up in their formation. Like, what they did two years ago worked, and they just never went back to What's it. amazing is on forward, they have, like, some of the better players to put on your penalty kill. Like, uh, Jonathan Taves is not a uh, very hope. bad player to have in your penalty huh? kill. Ryan Carpenter is not a bad defensive forward by any stretch of the words. Um, it, like, if I'm going to keep it a buck guys, with you... Like, the mm-hmm. best the, when the penalty kill looked best was when it was like Doc and Debrinket on it. Like Debrinket's like really good on the penalty kill. Oh, and yeah, Kirby yeah, Doc has looked there, amazing please. on the penalty kill because I feel like it's the guys who know Carlton's system. They're they're, they're like that basically kind of grew up with not grew up with developed. No, they did, no but system. they did. They grew up in the NHL with that system. They don't really know yeah. any other system. Debrinket, not exactly. Not, but, that's that's mm-hmm. that's the point. Pierce. It's not like. like it's, a year of it. Yeah, Q. it's not like Taves, who was under Q's fucking uh, penalty. Yeah, kill like, those guys, 10 years of that. Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, mm-hmm. I always was so hesitant when Carlton coming in in the first place because the defense was always going to be terrible. They were going, like, it was like going cold turkey on defense. They went from zone to man after running zone for 13 years. Like, yeah, going to work. That but, um, first game, I'll never forget what a fucking, like, you talk about run and gun. Like, holy shit. Like, every, anything was happening Manning. in that game. Everybody was open in front of the net. On every, any, oh my god! Back to back Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> was Yonderda a Blackhawk back then? Or yeah, this is before he got traded for Cuckoo. Oh my god, the dark, dark days. But so yeah, goaltending's gonna be good. Yeah, back to the goaltending. So 
obviously it wasn't great last year, but I feel like 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 Lankinen was really good up until the final stretch where basically the whole team collapsed in front of him and he had no hope whatsoever. And he was still like a 909, like on that on that port in the defense. NHL yeah. Over and over and over. Tampa, Florida, happen. Carolina. Yeah. Now he's not going to be the guy, and Flurry is the reigning best in the trophy winner. Like I'm not expect we're not. He's not that guy, pal. Trust me, he's not, not that guy. guy. Absolutely but not. I don't think anyone's expecting. I have said this so many times. Mark Andre Flurry to be a 928. Um, I'm pretty sure 2019, 2020, the Leonard and Crawford <laughs> keeping the the Hawks afloat. Leonard's save percentage was a, a 918. Crawford's was a 917. If both Lincoln, like let's say Flurry is in that like flirting with 920 and Lincoln's like over a 910 like that's at bare minimum top top half of the league goaltending like I don't I I've I this is probably the least concern I have about I know I think Fleur's gonna have a great year uh Lankinen he's not gonna feel the pressure of being the starting goalie and I think that'll work to his advantage and even going down to the uh goalies that got sent down to Rockford Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia yeah Sucks for them that they don't get a job. No, I can't believe he didn't get a starting job. No, but that's going to, that's going to help them that they have that goaltending depth because knock on wood, I hope there's no injuries, but at the very least, there's going to be a time where you're going to need to rest your goalies because the schedule is so compressed with everything in the Olympics. Marc-Andre Fleury is probably going to go over to, for the Olympics play for Canada. Hopefully I think he will. Um, so he's gonna he's gonna need rest. There's gonna be times where you maybe need to give him rest, and maybe you call up Subban or Delia to give Lincoln in the start. Like I like yeah. I like the goal I like the goaltending depth they have, and it's kind of a good thing that they that Subban or Delia didn't get com- claimed. Hell, maybe you could even get like a mid round draft pick for them. I, I like where their goaltending is at right now, and that's probably the least of my concerns right now. Yeah, like you said, it's like you got Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia. Delia, we've you know we have our. Uh you know, running joke about him, but he is still a solid call-up goalie. I mean, there are much worse options for a, for a call-up. He's a good third-string goalie. Him and, and Super. Well, and he's a, he's a fourth string right now. He's probably a fourth string. I mean, oh, I, definitely, I don't know. Yeah. My, my first option is Subban. I'm sure the Hawks agree. So, yeah, no. I, uh, I like the position there. And although I do um, – I'm not sure what Rockford's going to do. I kind of hope that they don't – um, get in the way of playing Silverblum too much. Yeah, that's true. I kind of feel like it would make sense for them to move Subban. Um, I'm sure that there's some other team that would take him for like a you know, like Dallas, obviously, because they have no goalies. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> you know, that the team to get the, to get him is going to be Dallas. It's going to be Dallas. They're going to run five goalies this year. Don't worry. It's a they got to run a whole. They got to run a defensive pairing and forward lines with with the goaltendings. Dude, they're actually gonna they're actually moving more towards baseball. They're just gonna have like a different uh, goaltender every game. They're just gonna rotate them. Yeah, it's actually really good for the league or something like that. Yeah, they got like half a game, thirty minutes for one goalie, and then half a minute. Love that loads management. Yeah, exactly, dude. Oh, and so, uh, I want to guess who Arizona's goalies are. Carter Hutton's one of them. Guess their backup. Uh, it's Hutton. not the guy they got from San Jose because they sent him down. Um, Can you guess his oh name? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Um, Dustin Is it Tagarski? the dude with the K? I'm just curious. Yeah, his first right name now. starts with a K. Oh, this, I have no, I have no idea how to say. It. No, no, no. Oh, his got, name is. His name is. Oh, you go ahead. Sorry. No, I don't know his name. Oh, okay. His name is <laughs> Carol v- Vizmilka. He's from the Czech Republic. He is 25 years old and he's a right-handed catching goalie. So he's, oh, he's cool. going to get cooked. 
<laughs> he is going to get cooked. Michael Hutchinson. On Arizona? No, man. Wow. Right. Who do they Anyways. play first? Uh, who, I don't know who they play first. I'm pretty sure they play Columbus. <laughs> Oh, That's going to be a wow. fun one. That's going to be a bowl, burn baby. burner. Adam Boquist is going to snipe yeah, my right, right on my barn after one. No, what are you saying? New captain Boone Jenner is going to score. Is going to score. Cole Sillinger, guy who made the opening night roster. And Yeager Shanikov, who. Cole Sillinger <laughs> made it opening night? Yep. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated you, dude. <laughs> I need to get out of here. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this Chris Johnson tweet. It said that uh, two players born in 2003 made their opening right light opening night rosters. Uh, Cole Sillinger was one of them. Uh, Mason McTavish was the other in Anaheim, and uh, William Eklund. Yeah, but he's October 2002. So I, yeah, they they all made their teams. Yeah. Yep. What the fuck? It's called those <laughs> teams are not good at hockey and need as many no, forwards know, as they can. Holy shit. Like, wow. I, I'm pretty sure okay. Sillinger is first line center for Columbus. Yep. He's, he's playing in between line A and Voracek. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, the McTavish one makes sense. He's a top three pick. He was probably the Eklund most already up there. Yeah. Eklund was really good for what I saw. Teams do not like to, you know, they don't like to play their uh, Teams don't like small Europeans. Even though he yeah. played in a men's league last year and was like over half a point per game. Boy, he's, he's, gonna be, he's He was picked by LA, right? Uh, San Jose. San Jose. San Jose. Good for him, though. That's fucking awesome. No, he's going to be like the steal of that draft. Mm-hmm. Anyways. I, I would know this. I, I know so much about prospects, Pierce, and don't learn most everything from you. No, that that's not how it works. No, no. Oh, no, no. Anyways, onto the back onto the Blackhawks. Let's let's talk about the defense. So, um, mm, yeah. Let's talk about that. So, <laughs> the first, it's going to be McKay Murphy. That's going to be their shutdown pairing. That's probably the closest thing they'll have since Oduya and Jalmerson. Dehan Jones. Oh, boy. Oh, what are you talking about? It's going to be Eric Gustafson. <laughs> that's that's, oh that's the first God. place my mind went. That's the, that's the first. Like I, like, I wish I could put, like, the cartoon around my head of just, like, a war going on because that's literally me watching the Eric Gustafson Seth Jones pairing. Like, I... It's gonna happen. Like it's gonna happen. It's right. It has to run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Not even for any like. It it simply has to when you have this many defensemen and this defense is not like. There's no. It's malleable. There's like. There's no certainty about where anyone's gonna go. Yeah. I. They're gonna get at least a few games. You know what's gonna happen. Yeah, it's whatever. Honestly. Yeah. Um. Biggest story with, I mean, what what else is the biggest story with the defense? Seth Jones needs to be good, and it's like a Jekyll and I feel like it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing with Seth Jones because I've watched every preseason game that he's played in, and he really does have those flashes where he kind of has put it together. You're like, okay, pause. okay, and then he makes like just the biggest brain fire. There's like, like one the or fuck? two. There's like yeah. one or two a game where you're just like, oh man, like what are you doing? But like you're I feel better like I, than this. Like, part of me is also I like I are. feel like we're really micro analyzing. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, if we did that with every other defenseman. We'd see one or two of those plays. Like I know when I've done that with Murphy, I've seen a couple too. So Dude, I, I, the Sean analytics Carlson. probably don't show him Sean being Carlson. good. But um, let's put it this way: if he can perform like he did that second game against the Red Wings and that second game against the Wild, I thought that second game against the Wild was probably his best game. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That was he, the that pass, Blackhawks' best. best game. Great, yeah. yeah, great stretch pass to, uh, to Brinkett, or I think it was Kane on the Kane, first yeah. to Brinkett yeah. goal. Uh, oh, he that, was moving. That, power, that first power play unit is going to be lethal. Yeah. First power play looks great. Uh, That's going to be top really 10 to, at least, I think. 
Yeah, and honestly, the second power play looked good, too, because um, the second power play got a better look against uh, Minnesota the first game when it was just the kids. And, uh, you know, I think we talked about it in the offseason, Doc quarterbacking a unit is definitely looking like the move. Him Mm -hmm. and Kubelik. Him and Kubelik on their own unit with Kershev. And um, I think Hagel's gotten – no, I think it's Borkstrom, actually. Borkstrom's getting a look on there right now. Um, That could be a very dangerous power play line. But – uh. I, I, the only reason I like the Gustin signing, I think you brought it up, Pierce, is he, he could play second uh, power play minutes, which was huge, especially because fingers crossed he's not playing like number one defensive pairing minutes like he was that one year he where he got six. No, points. he won't. I don't know. There's no way. Cosmic, There's no way they do. Yeah. He actually has defensemen now, too. Like, this isn't like a couple mm-hmm. years ago where it was the only reason he was doing that was because Keith, that was the only It was out of necessity. Yeah. yeah. And that was the only person yeah. Keith had chemistry with that year. It was. And it wasn't even that much chemistry. And like, but um, he's not going to play every game either. And and I think that's a good thing. They have so much depth on defense. Like Ian Mitchell makes a team. They're probably going to switch him and Mitchell because I think Mitchell was yeah, practicing like on the Stillman second power play. That's a fine third pairing. Yeah. I mean, well, Gustafson really is not. Well, it's a, Stillman's a good guy to put with Mitchell though because Stillman's looked very steady. And I really like played. Stillman, dude. I yeah. really like Stillman as a third pairing guy. Like he just he fits mm-hmm. the role so. You well. haven't noticed him, but that's like that's a good thing for that kind yeah. of defense. Exactly. So. I'm curious yeah, to he's... see if they maybe get. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm curious to see if they give him a crack with Jones at some point. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. He's so steady and like I mean, Dahan is too. Like I'm gonna be honest, Dahan looked pretty good in the preseason. He looks healthy, mm-hmm. which looks like that's key. good. I that's hope always he's the key with Dahan though, because like. I feel like mm-hmm. at least the three years we've had Calvin DeHaan, it's like he gives you like a good 30 games of healthy and then it's his body just gives out and, you know, he blocks a shot and it's just, you know, bad luck. But I was um, born with paper bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we have, unfortunately. I'll give, I mean, he's got one more year left on his deal. We, he, what else, well, it can't hurt the team, honestly. And he's not bad when he plays his game properly. So. I don't know. The defense is the best it's been in the last four years. Oh, def- definitely. We can confidently like, say that. I would even sure. argue it's probably the best since like 2016, maybe like when they had guys like when Keith and Seabrook were still adequate, Jalmerson was still there. You had, I think it was Campbell and Kempney and all. Like, I think it's yeah. it's on par with that. Like, yeah, it's got the potential for sure. Certainly, certainly the best under Jeremy Colts and like far and above. Fact. Yeah, 100%. Like, no matter what you think about the Seth Jones acquisition, like, it's way better than it was last year. Yeah. One more. The only concern I'd have also is, uh, well, two notes about the – two more notes about the defense. One, there you could definitely tell the size on the back end is making a huge difference in the way this team moves the puck. He gets the puck out of the zone and has confidence in the defensive zone, and it's shown in the five-on-five play. And two, like – now that they put both Kalanuk and Jones on LTIR, I'm genuinely curious to see as to kind of how long they're going to be out. Because I think if that's 10 games, it's at least mid-November uh, by then. For Kalanuk, I'm pretty sure like – Four to six weeks. No, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be back by early November. I don't know about Caleb Jones, though. Yeah, Caleb Jones was a wrist strain, and then it turned into LTIR. So that that's yeah. not good. I hope he's okay. Because he, he, he looks so good. Oh, I thought he was going to be a lock to play mm-hmm. in the opening lineup. He could have squeezed into the. He could have snuck into the top four with the way he. Was he could. He could have played with his brother. He could have honestly. Like they, he looked so good and he was so active in the offensive zone. And the one thing that gets so underrated is he is starting to build chemistry with Kane. And if you have chemistry with Kane, you know what. That's probably why they brought back Gustafson. Yeah. Did you see what he said in the interview? He was like, "Oh, so how'd you get sixty points in eighteen, nineteen? He's like, "Played with Kaner." <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, at least he knows. Like, 
Um, and Kane, Kane likes playing with Gustafson, so yeah, you guys think the there was a, you guys <laughs> think there was a, a little bit of talk there, you know, with the the front office, probably. And, and for eight hundred thousand dollars, like I was, I was kind of like, you know how, you know what I thought of instantly when we signed Gustafson because Bowman just does this so often where he goes back to the former Blackhawks. You know what it is? It's like Kyle Dubas with the Sioux Greyhounds, and I was thinking like. Yeah. Well, it's like that clip with uh, Adam and Steve where it's like, was fuck, was he a Sioux Greyhound? Yep, you gotta be fucking kidding me. It's like, th- with us, it would be like, was he a former Blackhawk? Yep, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> that's that's basically us. Stan Bowen's former Blackhawks is to, like, what Kyle Dubas's, like, Sioux Greyhounds are. But you know what? I'm like, it would have been nice to see someone else, but at the same time, Eric Gustafson, he knows the system, he knows Jeremy Colton, he's not gonna be playing every game. He's gonna make an, like, if he play, let's say he plays, I don't know, like fifty-five games or so. I don't know. I don't injury, think he'll play that much. He's gonna play yeah, like thirty. Yeah, um, but there's gonna be injuries happening. But like, let's say like he puts up like a third a point game. Like he gets a point every three games. I think that's he a win. That. Yeah. And I feel like at the end of the day, um, I, from everything I've heard, he had a pretty good camp at the Islanders. They just had no room. Yeah, for they him. they didn't have the caps. They they were gonna yeah. sign them. Like it was. Yeah, I, really. Which is yeah, funny because really Islander, well yeah, Islanders fans were surprised you let like, go oh, because they thought they were gonna mm-hmm. sign them. From what I saw. And uh, one and one thing you said that I think we didn't even bring up. We need to push home more is the fact that he knows Jeremy Carlson's system is so huge, especially for a last minute defenseman acquisition. Because I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't really know what the defenseman market is even looking like right now for an open like. Yeah, it's looking like Jason Demers, but then like there's like that system. Yeah, but Eric Gustafson, you can plug him right in. He played here two seasons. Exactly. Exactly. He played here like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's over twenty. He has over 100 like games in Jeremy Collison's system. So that's pretty important. Uh, I think he's played for Jeremy Collison more than he's played for any other coach. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah another way to look at it, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He will, I think, he'll fit in just like a glove. All, all he really has to do is just get acclimated to a couple new defensemen. He's got to play like less than 15 minutes a night and play on the power yeah. play. That's literally yeah. all he's got to do. He's and that's what, he, that's what he needs to be. He's like a youth show. He's not going to. It's not going to be like three years ago when the dude was playing 20 minutes a night. That is not happening yeah, in this case. There's no it. way. There's a reason the top four is the set up the way it is right now. Those guys are getting the minutes this year. Like unless Stillman or Jones or someone like that jumps up from the bottom pair. But for, until the end of time, it's going to be 20 minutes a night for Dehan, McKay, Jones, Mur- uh, Murphy. I'm kind of surprised Jacob Galvis did not make the team because I thought he had a really solid yeah. training camp. He's, he definitely has to get a look, though. Maybe it's just because um, he uh, calls him Watson playing every game in Rockford. That, that's also be, good. Yeah, he'd be in and out of the roster every night. That's that's my only guess. That's why I'm kind of surprised Mitchell made the team. But like with Jones and Kalnick out, it gives you that third right-handed shot. He's not going to be playing at every other game. And I imagine once they mm-hmm. get back, he'll go down to Rockford, which is a good thing. Hundred percent. He'll probably yeah. be alternating with Gustafson. Oh yeah, I agree. And, unless like another, you know, God forbid, another injury happens on the back. Yeah, end, hopefully but, um, not. Oh my God. But that's the yeah, thing they no. got they got depth this year like they have more depth mm-hmm. than they did last year which is good and especially we bring up how compressed the season is there's going to be injuries unfortunately i hate to say it dahan's probably going to get <laughs> injured at some point this year like i yeah, hope he can play as many games as he can possible but yeah you're gonna have to you can't count signing signing eric gustason i don't think he's gonna play top four minutes but adding another guy he knows the system for eight hundred thousand dollars I got you no can flip him at the deadline if you want to. Fuck, yeah, yeah. Uh, worst case scenario, you do that. Yeah, get him to fifty points and just flip them and then go win the Stanley Cup like they're going to or whatever. Ooh. You know, what'd you do if he got traded to Toronto? Huh? What would you do if he got traded to Toronto? Because we have to make a little Toronto, obviously. 
fucking. Uh, How does this affect the Leafs? How does this affect the Leafs? Talk about. Oh my god. We're doing the I Western Conference. I, I don't know what reason. I wouldn't do if Eric Gustafson went to the Maple Leafs, man. At least David Camp is good. Yeah, good thing but, they kept Adam Brooks and he didn't go to Montreal. Yeah, thank God that I. Yeah, thank God that David Camp, you know, is not being overvalued by the team that he's on now and is not being played, you know, in the top six at all. You know, even as a <laughs> oh, yeah, even, that's even right. as an experiment, you know, it's a good thing that he's uh, you know, they're realizing that he's a, you know, a bottom six center at most. All right, so let's get to really the... good that they're doing that. That's great. I like. <laughs> let's get to the forwards. Um, so the first line looks like they're going to go to Brinkett, Johnson, and Kane. Um, I thought they looked great from what I saw in preseason. Very small line, but uh, Brinkett and Kane, I think they're going to have great years again. Uh, Tyler Johnson's going to have a bounce back here, and that just I like how you know it's not super top obviously. Obviously, you got Brinkett and Kane together, but you're kind of spreading things out, which I I like about the offense. Um. The second line, Borgstrom, Duck, and Hagel. I really like that. I feel like I was kind of thinking about it. Like, obviously, every whenever you're thinking about a good line, you're going to think about the Tampa Bay third line. But I feel like that could be an underrated, like, pain in the ass line to play against, especially with Hagel. Um, both Borgstrom and Doc can play center. They can. They got that versatility. They can. They're good, skilled offensively. They're decent defensively. So I, I really do like that line. Um, Kubelik, Taves, and Kurashev. Uh, Kubelik and Taves obviously oh, have so had underrated. great chemistry. Such an underrated line. Why do you like Kurashev or something? Haha, <laughs> I get it. Because <laughs> I'm begging you. I'm begging you for But what? I know you're probably begging me to shut up about Kurashev. Um, no, no, no. Man. I, like, I thought he looked great this preseason. Mm, I, I was I was skeptical whether he was going to make it or not, especially with the fact that he wasn't waiver eligible, so he probably gets sent down. But Well, you know, we... As fans, we always go, you know, okay, well, these three players are great, you know, and they'd fit together really well, you know, like I want, you know, Taves, Kubelik, and the Brinkett, you know, because they're, you want the score on this side and the center and the other score, blah, blah, blah. You can say why you want lines. I can say why I want lines forever. But I feel like a very underrated part of uh, creating those lines is the pace, right? You, you, you probably shouldn't put a player like, Anthony Duclair with Taves and Kubelik because he's too fast for those two guys. Khrushchev is not, he's not a speedster by any Burner. means. He's, he's not he's, like, Hey, it's not like you as Steve Conroy would say. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? One of the fastest players in the ice. Oh my God. Um, so no, he's That's not better like than I've ever done with my hawk hey. You played against Kirby doc. So I'm that's not. true. Yeah. But hey, I listen, man, you didn't play on the ice against him, but you also didn't let up any goals on the ice. Exactly. Him, so yeah. You got to look at the silver linings here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But no, Khrushchev optimism baby. in Kubelik so well because he doesn't, his game isn't built on speed. He's a guy who he uses craftiness and slowing down the game to his advantage. Guys like Taves and Kubelik, that's not a problem for them. They don't have to slow down for him. He slows it down. He gets it to their pace and he's great at finding them. And Taves is, you know, Taves, he's great all around in Kubelik. There's your shooter. Oh, yeah, Taves, like, he looked he's great back. this reason. He's, he's back. Looks, yeah, like, like, I don't think looks, he's going to – he's he not going to put up, like, 60 points, but like, he's going to be on the penalty kill. He's going to be on the power play. I'm not going to lie. I think he gets 50 this year. I he could, definitely. I think he's going to get at least 40. He looks yummy. I mean, I'm just – he had, like, six points in, like, four preseason games. So, just I'm, throwing that out there. And he um, looked good in the games against – real NHL teams 
Yeah, like, like yeah, not not anyone face offs, which we need so badly. Yeah, that's the yeah, biggest that underrated. That's the biggest thing we need to talk about with preseason for the Hawks. They were so good in the dot, and it's not just one or two guys like it used to be. It's not just Taves anymore. Guys like Borkstrom are winning face offs. Dylan, like I mean, we can get it. We're gonna get into him in a little bit. But Dylan Strom was winning face offs in preseason. Kirby Doc's been a little bit better in face offs this preseason. I mean, I've seen at least a couple games he was over fifty percent. Uh, Ryan Carpenter can win faceoffs for you. Mackenzie Entwistle has actually been very good in the faceoff dot during preseason. Um, Tyler Johnson's been over fifty percent in every game. Like yeah. this is stuff like this matters for a team that's always been chasing the puck for the last few years. If you could win that first faceoff, I mean, hell, this is the best they've looked five on five in a long time. And I'm very curious to see if that translates to the regular season because. I mean, hell, if they could win 52 to 53% of their face-offs every night, that is just such a difference compared to last, like the last couple of years where the Hawks were barely winning 45% of their face I was going to say, tonight. like, face-offs is kind of one of that stats. Again, it's like 50-50. Like, you can win it. Like, it's sometimes it's kind of hard to judge a face-off. But, like, I feel like if you're kind of in between, like, let's say 40 and 52, there's not, like, a huge difference. But, like, like you said, the Blackhawks were down at 45%. Like, that's, like that's not good. Better. Yeah. And especially for like situations where like they couldn't win a face off to start on the penalty kill. They couldn't mm-hmm. win that, that face off well. on yeah. the power play. They couldn't win that face off after the icing to get out of the zone. And now they have, how do I put this? They have options on every draw now. Like you yeah. said, you, they have Borkstrom and Doc. So like you can put them on their strong side for each face. Yeah, I was going to say, not only that, that they have centers, but like they have different handedness, like exactly. again, Borkstrom and Doc. And it's huge and something we haven't had for years. Like, Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so underrated, uh, personally. And even though he didn't make, he, I, he's gonna get time, and I think he's gonna have a great year. Adam Gaudet, he's on the outside looking in, but he's gonna get games. Like mm-hmm. if Kurashev maybe has a bad game or he switches out with interest or twist, mm-hmm. like I feel like you can put him anywhere, and he's gonna. I really well. think options. options. Yeah. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say I really think there's like four spots in this roster that could be rotated every night. Like I think, I mean, Borkstrom's probably got that spot solidified for now, but like that spot. And then you got the whole fourth line. Like those guys are going to be rotating in and out all the time. Like they could go heavy some nights, like they're kind of doing tomorrow night where they have that end whistle Kara Carpenter fourth line, which is going to be like, that's going to be like camp Carpenter Highmore last year. where like, that was our fourth line. This is going to be a fourth line. That's going to piss people off. Cause Kara's already mm-hmm. looked like a force. In I love Jujar Kara, dude. He's, he's exactly what this team's handsome man too. Oh yeah, he's, he's sick, freaking beautiful. Oh, and he's, he's hot, gorgeous. Dude. gorgeous. And he's hot. What the fuck? <laughs> like, but uh, uh, I would hate that dude. Get your he'll be great in the penalty kill in, too. And you get your shit beat in by a hot guy. That's literally what Jujar Kara is going to do to people this season. That's really tough. Stupid, sexy Jujar Kara. <laughs> oh yeah, but <laughs> yeah, like this forward, like you could definitely tell Jeremy Colleton wanted to go towards kind of what the lightning and the Panthers and whatnot have been doing where they want four lines. They can roll out every single night because they've the last couple of years they've had, they've had it to where like, I mean, at least the 1920 season when they were getting banged up, it was like, they could roll out maybe two lines that could score. And then everything else was just like, okay, well, if we get a goal from the bottom six, that's going to be great. But like you said, like the fact that they're confident enough to even slot the dock line is the second line, which makes the Taves line the third line, which is goofy at that point. If you have Taves, Kubelik, and Kershev going up against like the third toughest assignment, that's hilarious to me. And like, like, you, like we talked about, like uh, Borksham, Doc, and Hagel are all guys who probably have only known the most of Colleton's system. So they're probably could, they could be the shutdown line this year in theory. Because I don't think they want to give Taves those heavy defensive assignments. I think they're really trying to. Oh, should they? At least not for five on five. No, 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 no. 
And like on the penalty kill, they've even kind of lessened it a little too. Like obviously face off wise, he still starts, but um, I mean, at least I was looking at like shift times on the penalty kill. It's gone down. So that's good. That's yeah. yeah. I'm very intrigued to see how this team plays. Even uh, is that Apollo, Jimmy? Or is that Violet? He's always got Apollo. something to say, bro. Yeah, man, He's always man. got something to say. Always something some on his mind. To say, Apollo. You want to say some shit? Let me get my session in. Let me get yeah. my Apollo text in. <laughs> my Apollo. You know, I respect the hell of that, man. He, he just says whatever's on his mind, you know? Yeah, you got to respect him. And in this world, but he says. Look at him. He owns the mic. He owns the room. It's his world. <laughs> it's just Apollo's world. We're just living in it. Honestly. Who needs Stephen A. Smith when you got... Yeah, okay, no, he's definitely okay. Wait, yeah, he either that... talks because he's going to be held or he just freezes up. I'm like, yeah, no, dude, you, you go do your thing. <laughs> and Schmitty, you, you were bringing up like... like I don't think there's... What's the number one, what's the number one line? Like, It's definitely think... the, the Johnson line. Yeah, I was going to say that, but like... Uh, like I, think, I feel like they're still going to start lines, Taves' yeah. line first. Like... Like I don't feel there's a de facto number one line, and I like they spread everything out. Like there's not they're not top heavy, you know. But they still got pieces up. Like you got to bring Ken on one line, and you got Taves and Kubalik on one another, and then Dak and Hagel, you know. Like yeah, like think about it when you have to go up against a lineup that can go four lines. Like if they or they go up against a team that they could like. Let's put it this way: if I if I'm looking at the way Pittsburgh played today and how they're playing their game, I would part of me wants to go full skill against them on Saturday. And if Strom and Goddard are still on the team, throw them on your fourth line with like Carpenter or something like that. The, the fact that you can have that much skill on each line and roll out a different style of skill on each line. I, it's just something that this team has lacked in so many years. Like, like, I think you talked can, about it. Like Borgstrom and Strom, dude, like you have Borgstrom, Strom, uh, doc would still be in your bottom six. Like they have so much. They have so much in their bottom six to use. And we'll see where they are in two weeks because, you know, we'll have seen them play a few. Well, the forward lines they have right now are going to be different. There's not a single player where I'm like, oh, I don't want them on the roster. If anything, I'm looking at the NHL saying I'd want those. Like, I wouldn't mind having those guys, too. But there's like I haven't even in like and hear me out. Like, I'm not saying they're as good as 2015, obviously. But even in like the 2015, 16, 17 years, there was always like one or two players where you're like, do they really need the? Do they really need Brandon Bullig, Brandon Mack? <laughs> Brandon Mack, you know? just like retired. Michael, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, there there's always those like it's like the extra fat, you know, and for them right now, it's like it just felt I, like I they were guys. Those... that's like that shouldn't be there. I felt like those were the guys you put in against like St. Louis as enforcers. You know, they're not. Yeah. And now they don't, the NHL doesn't need that anymore. No. Unfortunately, the Hawks decided, well, even though the league doesn't need that, we're still going to have a lot of bad players in our bottom six. It was Chris Kunitz. It was Andre- Andreas Martinson. <laughs> like, we, there have been some really ugly uh, teams. Oh, ugly, yeah. Like, uh, they're like, teams in these yeah. say what you will about like Stan Bone, but like, holy shit, we're in way well, better shape mm, than we were a few minutes ago. But actually, so, from an on ice perspective, at least. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. The thing we is, always got to preface it by that. There. Yeah. 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 The thing is, too, I don't think people realize how much they were cap strapped for a few years. Like, they really couldn't yeah. get anything if they even wanted to for at least five years. Like, even when they sucked, like, it took three years for them to even be able to make offseason acquisitions. Like, because they were so. Jake deep McCabe in is the out. biggest signing we've had <laughs> besides Leonard. Like, the biggest, like, multi year contract we've had in a while, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Leonard was one year. Yeah, Leonard was one year, like, 
Um, hey, come yeah, on. Brandon Manning was two years. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. You know you oh. know what the Brandon Manning contract? Because I remember it said two years. I'm like 2.25. And it's like, okay, well, it's like 1.1 whatever for two years. And it's like the Bob McKenzie thing. Just to clarify, it's 2.25 per year. I'm like, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. But no. Was it actually? Was that? No, that wasn't the one. I'm pretty sure that was the Derek England one. I forget oh, how yeah. much it was, but yeah. <laughs> Noted, uh, what should have been Vegas captain Derek Anglin. (laughs) 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 What was the Brian Law one? Hey, he's only making 8.25 for seven years. Oh, pardon me, it's actually eight years at 9.5. Oh, that was a day. (laughs) That was a day, I'll tell you that. 8.25 a year would sound so much better. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like that doesn't, it's like. Fine, that nine and a half. No, fuck. I'm it's not like that's, talking about it again. Ever. No, no, no. We're we're no. at the point. We're at the point where it's like, okay, go Seth Jones. Yeah. Go Seth Jones. Um. Yeah. Like I feel like all this shit's happened. Like what what's done is done. Now we got to cheer on this team. You know, every game is going to count for this team. Um. So it's on the nice four season like that, it doesn't like last season and the year before that, it was like mm, we're probably going to suck. Like yeah. last year, we knew the year before that it was like yeah, we're probably going to. Before, the year before that was like the Jack Hughes season. You know, they, they get expected to be yeah. bad. Like this division, besides Colorado, it is and Arizona. Like we said it. It's a top bun, a top bu- piece of bread of Colorado, and then a bottom piece of Arizona. And it's whatever the hell else in the middle you want to put on it. Whether it's mayo, lettuce, fucking whatever, whatever you you put on your sandwiches. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, honestly, what do you put on your sandwich, Pierce? What do you put on your sandwich? Oh, I'll, you want to know what? When I was like in grade four or something, I was so lazy making my lunches. I would just put mustard on a sa- like two pieces of bread, and I would call it a day. It's <laughs> mustard. <laughs> yes. Is that like a Canadian? Uh, I don't know. It should, it should be <laughs> literally <laughs> Canadian grape. Uh, actually, the thing is, I actually liked it to a point where like I would start spreading it with a knife so it was evenly distributed. <laughs> I love mustard, dude, but like, oh my god! <laughs> Listen, <laughs> not a big fan of condiments, but they really went off with. They really went off. I, do, I, I What is it? Ideologically, I don't agree with condiments, condiments but damn, but... they went off with mustard. <laughs> I like I how was... we're doing this big preview, and the show, the name of the show is just going to be called Mustard. <laughs> mustard sandwich. <laughs> mustard. <laughs> <laughs> mustard mm, mustard sandwich mm-hmm. you know yeah. what the, you know what i think it, who was it manny elk with like the salad with like the blueberries and the red onions that's gonna be for me but with the yellow <laughs> the mustard sandwich that's gonna be for me i'm just gonna post pictures of like two pieces of bread with mustard on it and it's like oh yeah that's that's pierce anyways um i also like rockford situate like there's just again there's so much depth you go down to rockford alex nylander um, I think it's awesome that like the the whole situation that he was didn't have to go on waivers. I think that's good for him. Good for him to start in the HL. He's going to play with skill guys like uh, Evan Barrett, Lucas Reichel. Lucas Reichel, by the way, he at the end of the year he's going to be a permanent role on that team. Injuries are going to happen, and I I felt I I really thought he was going to make the team honestly, but it's probably good for him to kind of get acclimated in the HL. But he's I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be a regular on that team by the end of the year. And like a prominent role no too, doubt, like dude. no way, no way he's not like he's too good not to. Yeah, he. Like, I think he'll be in the NHL happen. personally. So that's I think he's still in the NHL. Either I, way, they're not going to rush him. 
I honestly, in a perfect world, he stays in the AHL oh, plays yeah. through the playoffs and everything. But I'd say more likely than not, um, especially with. But um, I feel with all the injuries, he's gonna. I, and I think he can come up on the NHL and play a prominent role and do a good job in the like. Dude, you could easily. But obviously, he, staying in the if, HL would be best for him. Dude, what if Khrushchev doesn't? You know, like he's like great in the preseason. Khrushchev. What if it doesn't work out? You know, send Khrushchev down, bring Reichel up. Uh, yeah, Lucas Reichel and Jonathan. Dude, Keith call up Aaron, Evan Barrett, man. I was gonna, I was gonna say, there's at least four guys I think they call up before Reichel. That's why I feel like fuck um, Mike uh, Hartman, man. Like Hartman, um, Johnson, like they're like fuck, the, they, if, if Brett Conley gets on a heater in the fucking <laughs> AHL, he's definitely gonna get a call up. Like I'm telling you. <laughs> I hope he just stays in the AHL. He's perfect for that team. Captain role. Every, I don't know if he is the captain. but No, he should just pull Miko Lettner and not report, and then he can just, like, have his contract. Please, please, please. Oh, my God, dude. Matt, oh, yeah. How do you say his name? Match, Matia, Matia Chulupa. That's how you say uh, it? Mate Chulupa. Mate Chulupa. Gotcha. Mate Chulupa. Yeah, so, uh, Taco Bell's off the mat. That's all, I saw the I saw the Ben Pope tweet. It's like... <laughs> Taco Bells in the area are absolutely devastating. <laughs> that's all I saw. And I was like on break, and that's all I saw, and I was just like dying of laughter. Oh my god! I saw um at Valeno. <laughs> told me what to was it? A burrito. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, a burrito. His... and then yeah, Andre burrito. Chipotle. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean Andre Chipotle is looking oh like a lock god, for that man. spot. So hopefully, Yaka Burrito uh, is. Uh, Hopefully he's ready for the the challenge. <laughs> God, yeah, we're white. Ugh. Yeah, what 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 is yeah. that? What is that? That like the the guy from Toy Story Two, Alice Toyborn, uh, the guy from no, Ratatouille, and the dad it's, from Inside uh, Out. That is exactly what we are. Which um, one am I? Who am I? I'm 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 Alice from Toy. <laughs> I'm the Alice you're from, Alice from Toy Story. You're yeah, Toyborn guy. Yeah. and I'm Jimmy. You're the dad from Inside Out because you're. Oh, I'm yeah. not because that means well, I'm sure no, you're no, the no, guy no, from no. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. You're right. J- 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 Dylan would be uh, the 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 inside out dad, and you would be the guy from Rat Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Ginger. Anyways, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Dylan, <laughs> I think Dylan has more ginger hair than I do, but I'm a ginger dude. It's just it. That's just hair's what it blonde, is buddy. Your hair's buddy. Your hair's got like I would say dirty blonde, but I'd say it's more of a sexy blonde in my opinion. I'll see a clean blonde because it's a clean cut. Hey, exactly. Look at that flow. Look at that really lettuce. Yeah. Haircut, <laughs> That's the point. It's lettuce, dude. Yeah. It's lettuce. Come on. Yes, sir. Like shit today. Respect the lettuce. Bro. No, even even if it looks beautiful to me. He looks really gorgeous to me. <laughs> He's very yeah. gorgeous to me. Um, yeah, yeah, we're we're I think we're a hockey podcast, anyways. Uh, I think so. Even the defense in the H are like Bodan Galvis. I think it's good for them to get time down there. Galvis looked damn. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you didn't make the team, honestly. But over Mitchell, yeah, I was really thinking Mitchell was going to stay down there. I Gal- did too. Galvis makes more sense just for the fact that like you, he shows all signs right now of being a solid NHL defenseman. Mitchell, you know, struggled last year. Why not give him a full AHL season? Yeah, I that's what like I thought for Mitchell. him and Bowden and Mitchell. Yeah, this is just Mitchell's last chance, and I feel like this gives Galvis a chance to get top pairing minutes in the A. And then when Mitchell gets back, that's Mitchell probably fun, takes that yeah. spot, and then Galvis probably gets the next look. And one thing we uh, haven't talked about is Alec Rabula is on the IR right now. I was I think, just gonna say, yeah, I think it, depending on how the Kalanick stuff goes and the Jones stuff, he might even get a crack in the NHL for a game or two, and then they'll send him back down. But I mean, like you said, they just they got at least ten guys that I would be comfortable with. Like, all right, 
besides the top four, there's at least six guys I'd be comfortable with throwing on that bottom pair. And I feel like that's fine. Yeah, hey, that's you can you kind of have. said that even last year, really. Nope. No, 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 you cannot say that last year. Um oh that's gonna be nice. Like Bodan or Gula, Galvis, and uh maybe they put Crudel in there. That's a yeah. nice top four. Crudel or uh or I even Crevier. thought Nolan Allen. Oh, Isaac Phillips. That's who they're gonna. Yeah, play. yeah. I even oh, thought yeah. Nolan Allen didn't look that bad. Like he's really no, grown on me as a draft right. pick. Like he's I, th- he defends right. very well. I just think he, he just needs time. Once again, the term I love to use for defensemen like him, steady. That is all you need. You don't like notice Nolan him, and that's what you need from a guy like that. And if yeah. you can be top four steady. That's a win. Even if you can middle, be top four, steady. four steady is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not expecting a whole ton of them, but like if you can play it, it could be I a four know, at yeah. its peak. I will be happy. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Like if you get like I don't know, tail on Connor Murphy and young Nolan Allen, I like that <sighs> a lot. But that's that's looking too far ahead. So um, yeah, shit. I would actually go to a Rockford Ice Hogs game. Like oh, I, I think they're going to be good this year. Like it's going to be fun to watch. At least on yeah. paper, they should watch them be terrible and just not be able to put the pocket back. Uh, it's all oh. Alex Nylander's fault. Oh, can't Alex Nylander, who is Dally Rockford Ice Hog. Just don't report, please. No, oh, that would be fun. Alex Nylander, just don't report, please. Where, where did you go, Buffalo, to complete the circle? No, Arizona. go to Seattle, <laughs> Arizona, to, to play with Biggie oh, Schmoltz. You gotta play with and Louis Erickson, Erickson baby. Woo! And Antoine Rousseau. Yeah. They're gonna turn him into the next Valley. Hey, no, no. Andrew Ladd, Nick Schmoltz, and Alex Neon. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you. <laughs> Fuck. That what what is worse? Sod, Bozak, and Neil or that line? No, Sod, Bozak, and Neil is like that is your nightmare. My that is my night terror. I've hated like I have I've not liked James Neal ever since he went to the Predators. Like he's just <laughs> kind of a wow. dick. James Neal is such a goober. He mm. is. God, damn, Tyler Bozak. Tyler Bozak got me it's on Tyler using Bozak. cold takes. Oh yeah. cold takes. And oh, Brandon yeah. Saad. Where do I even? You know, he is on St. Louis. You know, he obviously can't play in the bottom six. Blackhawks don't have Brandon Saad anymore. Oh not God. like St. Louis. I don't like St. Louis. They have him, uh, Tyler Bozak, and James Neal. And they also have Michael Foley got released. Fourth them. place. <laughs> That's being that generous for, there, buddy. Anyways. All um, that for a scratch to the bubble. So we're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna get on to like where we think the Blackhawks are gonna finish, but um management. Mm-hmm. Like there there has to be so much there has to be so much pressure on management. They have no first round pick next year. You gave up a top 10 or whatever it was like the 12th overall pick the the pick you gave up the player that they drafted is playing in the nhl right now like uh, yeah it's not good i was just gonna say like let's just put it this way you better pray to god that team doesn't stink right out the gate because yeah. if they're if they're bad right out the shoot oh they have a three game, they the have a three. headlines are gonna be a flow yeah the three they got a three-game road trip colorado not like <laughs> you brought this colorado up without now. nathan mckinnon Fucking Pittsburgh without Crosby, Malkin, or Denzel. Like, you better pick up a couple wins on this road trip. Yeah. I, like, I don't mean to cut you off, Chris, but like, oh, I'm just no. going to keep it. I'm going to keep it blunt. You are getting going to keep it real. Start. 100. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep it blunt. You're getting a gift wrap start to the season. Like, they couldn't be any better put out for you. Now, capitalize on it. Like, we talk about all summer, 
don't stink the bed. Not don't just please don't shit the bed in October. That's all you gotta do. All you gotta do. But those games, knowing this team, they'll win two games in the month of year. October and we'll be in the toilet. So. And have, if that does, if that does happen, they, they're Colts is getting fired. Yeah, they, that needs to happen. Like I, Jeremy Colton, like the, I think this is his last year. Like I, what's the excuse so, now? Yeah, because 2018, yeah. 19, you, you, you take over the best coach in franchise history. You get a pass there. Next season, pandemic, you get a pass there. Uh, next season, you have a terrible team, and you made them really too competitive. Okay, but what's the excuse this year? You got the yeah, reigning Vesna. You got no excuses. You got the reigning Vesna Trophy winner. You have the by far the best defensive core you've had. You have an amazing forward core, the best depth you've ever had. What's the excuse now? If you can't get it together now, you 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 won't want this team. Yeah, like um. There's a reason he, in every single, like, preseason prediction thing, he's voted in, like, the top three of the probably the first coach to be fired. And it's because if this team goes south early, they're going to have no choice. Yes. And, like, I think he can be, like, he's still a very young coach. I think he's going to be a great coach in the future, but it's just not meant to be right now. But, hey, he could prove everyone all wrong and everything can fall in together. And same with Stan Bowman, like, Obviously, other reasons we're not going to go into, but like just from a pure job perspective, he needs to be fired too. You trade all those assets for Seth Jones and you get off to a bad start and don't make the playoffs. That's a fireball offense. Like, yeah. both of them I need mean, to I be guess, gone. At the end of the day, I guess it could. Ugh, fuck, it's not a way one. Just if they suck, this this team is just going to be such a shit show for the whole season if they're bad. Like, you don't have a first yeah. round pick. To fall back okay, on. It's not even that. It's just the amount of expiring contracts, the amount of unknown going into the next three years. The, yeah. it, it is the Seth Jones extension kicks in. You got to resign Kubelik and even, one person's going to go out. Yeah, it's not even the Seth Jones extension. It's literally like you literally won't have a goalie on contract this summer. No. And if you stink, what makes you think either of those goalies want to stay? They're both UFAs. They can leave. Like, there's just so many, like, I can't stress enough how much they need to be good out the shoot. Yeah, like, you've they been can give, stink. They can stink down the stretch. That's different. They can. You need to pick right up. You shoot. need to pick up they the early can. points because the problem they with this team New Jersey, is Pittsburgh. Like these are games you can win. Yeah. Detroit, like they get Detroit in the first five games. Of the uh, game. Islanders are like on a thirteen-game road trip. I'm pretty sure. Like you can't catch them mapping one Toronto. night. That's an easy win in Toronto. Yeah, they're New playing York, like, yeah, like David Kampf and Nick Michael Bunting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. As long as shoot Michael Bunting, if he doesn't shoot a thousand percent, we got a chance. Back to the unemployment line. Um, but no, they're <laughs> the unemployment line. <laughs> Damn, but he just got all milf mode on us. You can have milfs, anyways. Mark Andre Flirt now. Um, yeah, but, uh, Jesus. Yeah, let's just give standing predictions. We've, we've talked about the shitty franchise. Guys. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, wait, no, no, no. We haven't talked about the shitty franchise enough because according to Elliot Freeman and Pierre Lebron... Oh, Dylan's yeah, I completely forgot about that. No. Next week or two. So I, uh, yeah, He's getting moved. We I, I said no. this. I give least for whoever the fuck we trade him to. So I, I, I want to know. I want to know who's going to get him for nothing. I oh, it's going to be Florida. Seattle. It's probably going to be Seattle. No, I Ottawa, Vegas, Seattle. Those are my two. Uh, if it's Ottawa, we got a chance to make a decent. Vegas, but yeah, Vegas. 
Vegas. Ooh, we literally for, got Zach Smith for Arnim and Isimov. It's we're so getting Nikita Zaitsev for retained. Like it's not even funny. <laughs> the fuck off. Manifesting. Oh my god. <laughs> like shut the fuck up. We can't win trades with anyone, Pierce. I don't know where this idea came from. <laughs> we literally Wait, we got, got fleeced by Ottawa in a fucking Anisimov trade. Like yeah, Anisimov was like genuinely good for them for that time. They should have moved him at the deadline. I didn't so, They should have tried to if they didn't. Like I don't want to was... talk about this team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, no. Um, well, I've said this about Dylan Strom. I'll just finish it up. Like, trade or get off the pot. Trade him now. Yep. Don't hold on him. Don't scratch him. If you're gonna play him, play him. If you're gonna scratch him, trade him. Don't and don't. Really, here's the thing. Yeah, if, if you're gonna yeah. trade him, like at least give him a game on the ice before you trade him. That's all I'm gonna say. Because I I think it's ironic that he played his best preseason game on against the wild and now he's on the outside look again which is fine like i don't really think he knocked anyone else out like but i don't know well speaking of in the the outside looking in where do we have the blackhawks and standings for the center boys i actually have to head out i've got a rehab appointment early tomorrow so all right before you go before you go where are the hawks finishing yeah Uh, on the spot go oh on the spot fourth bubble wild go. card mm. i think they're making the playoffs right. i actually think i'm yeah. pretty confident they'll make the playoffs is a like Good just Jimmy, get in there's a fourth fourth but the confidence what's up i actually feel pretty confident about it like you know it's <laughs> yeah i've definitely gained more confidence but oh man it's no just... no i i think they get there in that fourth spot I, it, i'm not saying because of anything in the preseason i just like, I'm not going all the you know, they beat this team, that team, whatever. Because, like, even with the Wild, it's the Minnesota Wild. It's not like you're – they've been pretty historically good against the Wild the last few years. I'm not taking that as anything. I just th- – this, again, this is a very so-and-so division. Like, anything can happen. I think that they have enough talent to where they can push themselves to be on the top half of that, you know, just that sea of teams. Um, I don't like to use the word sea now after that <laughs> – fucking twitter account um i see but, why jimmy uh, uh. <laughs> yeah fuck you um no, <laughs> well, I, do you remember the voice message you sent me he's like i knew it i fucking knew it <laughs> oh that's oh my god no you guys you guys tell that story after i go that's what i'm gonna um, send to kyle dumas and michael bunting doesn't shoot a thousand percent i fucking knew it, it. <gasps> the moment no, i signed him <laughs> I'm gonna run off my uh, my standings here. Oh okay. yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, let's go. Um, I love what Arizona's first in the division by default because they're alphabetically uh, <laughs> the first team. Yeah, um, we're in second. Let's go. <laughs> well, then we gotta face the Colorado in the first round. Boo. Colorado, Minnesota. Uh, better than Kemper, we're good. Um, I think it's Colorado, Minnesota. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. So I, I have the Hawks at four. I think it's going to be Dallas. I'm going to say Dallas at three. And I think the fourth spot is up for grabs for everybody else except for Arizona. Um, So I'm going to put um, St. Louis, Nashville, Winnipeg. Just you can flip flop them right under the Blackhawks. I think you can flip flop those four. I just think the Hawks are the the ones that make it. So, all right. Yeah. um, Colorado, Colorado, uh, Minnesota, Dallas, Chicago. Chicago, Colorado, there we go. Great first round murder. Hey, might, hey it might great. be, it might even be Vegas. Who knows? Depending on what happens. No, it'll be Seattle. Shit, you're right. Seattle. No, it'll be Edmonton, and we're gonna beat them again. Woo! Oh fuck yeah, dude. Connor right, Mc first going. round exit's gonna flame out in the first. 
<laughs> Once <laughs> again, whatever. We'll take this. Connor Connor we'll take the Sam Bennett kid. Connor yeah, Florida. Connor McStat Patter. All right, boys. Nice. I will see you, sexy kings, in the future. And yep. PJ's cast viewers, I will see you when I see you. Hmm. Yeah. All, all right, you beautiful viewers. Right. The awkward silence of me trying to like, clicking leave and then having to click leave meeting. There we go. All right. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we spent a lot of time in Chicago. Um, you had them what fifth? Yeah, I think they're gonna finish fifth. Honestly, I I need to see it. Like obviously, okay. If I put it, how would I put it this way? Fifth's where my brain says, my heart says three. Like I think this division's so wide open, and if everything, like let's put it this way, if everything goes right for Chicago, I think they're a three seed. Oh, they can even that, get to second, honestly. Yeah, that's like, that's just the way this division is. Like it's so tight. I feel like. And there's just so many like ifs with a couple of these teams, including the Hawks, obviously. Yeah. So I, I'm very curious to see, but I'm just gonna go with fifth as a safe pick now. I, and if and I do think there's gonna be five teams out of the central, so oh, it'll be yeah. the last playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be the last wild card. I wanted to do sixth because I, I've been of the mindset you gotta prove to me that this team's gotta prove to me that they can make the playoffs, but and like you know, this is not like 2015, 16, 2016, 17, where I'm like, yeah, they're gonna make the playoffs, no problems. They're like they gotta earn my trust back, I guess. But just going through all of this and then looking at the other teams in the division, I think they're gonna. I think they're just gonna barely squeak in at fifth. I agree with you. On I like that. that pick. Um. So, continuing alphabetical order, the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I don't think much needs to be said about this team. They're they're gonna be the best team in the central, the West, maybe in the NHL. The thing about Vegas, uh, Colorado is, is, is like, it's almost like Toronto where like they've lost their baby fat. You know, it's not cute anymore. Like Colorado, they were this, this young team with Nathan McKinnon, 2019, they lose to San Jose in the, the, the seventh or game seven of the second round. Okay. Whatever you're up against a veteran San Jose team. You, the fact you made it that far, that's awesome. You take Dallas to game seven overtime. And in, in the bubble with all these injuries, Michael Hutchinson as your starting goalie, you were down three one. Literally, if Joel Kiviranta didn't decide to be God for one game, they probably make it to the conference final. Hell, they might even make it to the Stanley Cup final. But this year, they were up two nothing. They had the team. They blew it to Vegas. It's not cute anymore. Like this, everyone thinking they're this fun team, you know, up team. Like it's it's not cute anymore. They gotta they got to win. Like, I think they're gonna have a great regular season, but they got to get past at the bare minimum second round. Like, I don't, I don't think it's cup or bust, but they have to bare minimum get to the third round this year. And I think they can. You got Kemper, who I think, I don't, I, I'd say he's a, I don't know. Like, I think it, it depends. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I, a wash there with, with like replacing Grubauer. Yeah. I was going to say there's like three big headlines I in my in my mind. I I brought one up earlier. I'm very curious to see how the bottom six is going to play for Colorado this year. I think that's the year. biggest part, yeah, because their defense has uh, said their goaltending is set, even though Francis yeah. is injured yet again. But, like, how <laughs> but, they got like we were talking about this, like, Saad and Donskoy are gone. Like, guys like Newhook and Bowers, they got to step in. up. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, I feel like they very much can. It's just oh, we got to see it, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. we we, we kind of – everyone does that thing where they just pencil in young guys to make an instant impact. And, I mean, look at the Rangers the last few years. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, look um, at uh, Kravtsov, which we'll get into later. Exactly. Um, but I really think that I, Darcy Kemper is still the biggest question mark with this team because uh, I, I feel like this is becoming a thing with a lot of these teams that are – that should be at the top of their division, right? So you got like 
I, I guess my two biggest comparables would be like Toronto and Carolina. They're picking a lot of goalies, or at least are going into the season with a lot of goalies as their one, that one have either never had that big of a workload, or two have never even started that many games. Like, think about, like, I don't, how many games did Darcy Kemper start last year for Arizona? It, uh, it, not much. I know he had some injuries, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, and, and he's been banged up every year. So you're, you're really putting all your eggs in a basket of two injury-prone goaltenders. The and most obviously he's played in a full 82 game season is 55, by the way. Okay, so no, so he's had a he's had a full workload basically. Yeah. But um he played 27 last year, which is basically half the season. Exactly. You're you're really gonna have like you have to be money in the bank 50 starts from Kemper. And if he's not, then you're kind of falling their, back into the same problem that you've had the last couple of years. Their backup is Jonas Johansson because Pavel Francis is injured. Maybe Malcolm Subban finds his way down to Denver. Um, <laughs> or Colin Delia gets his chance, finally. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> like, I don't even hate Colin Delia, but just, like, the group of fans that like Colin Delia yeah. maybe just like Colin Delia. Oh, he should have yeah. got a chance. Oh, he had man. his chance. There's five goals he let up against St. Louis. Oh, no. Anyways, but, yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, Colorado's going to be – if they don't come in first place, it is literally because their goaltending shit the bed. And I feel like the biggest excitement for their season is I think this is the year Bowen Byram at least starts to put it together. Oh, 100%. I think so, yeah. Like, he's going to get a full look on that third pair, I think, once everyone's healthy. He's getting second pairing look right, a second-pairing look right now. I mean – it, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of tases out. So yeah, he's gonna mm-hmm. get a look definitely. He's with Eric Johnson right now, so that's a good stay at home guy to be with. Oh, honestly. not Johnson and Johnson. Oh no! Damn it! <laughs> we'll we're, get it so, we're this close to greatness. Um, he did sign on. He did uh, sign a contract though off the PTO. So Jack Johnson, we can get the Johnson and Johnson pairing. Yeah. It, it'll come one but, day. Uh, yeah, uh, they're gonna be the first place team. I think. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But again, like. Going back to this, I'm on the cap friendly. They traded a first and a second in Connor Timmons for Kemper. I don't want to say they're in desperation mode, but like they, they got to go for it. They got to, again, they got to make at least the third round this year. They got to get past the second. I'm trying to think who was the goalie that got taken off the market in free agency that kind of forced Colorado's hand. Oh, it was uh, Grubauer. That's what yeah, it was. Grubauer. Grubauer. They couldn't resign yeah. Grubauer. And then that just, they forced their hand to go have to get Kemper. I don't know if they were after like Olmark or anything, but yeah. Was probably Kemper. another one too, but then at the same time, also I think I think the reason they paid so much is because Edmonton really. Oh yeah, Edmonton was yeah. Uh, like they, they were the front runners until like the last mm-hmm. second. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's a reason they had to pay as much as they did. So, like I said, Darcy, it, it kind of all just hangs on Darcy Kemper at this point because we know everyone else can produce. So, yeah, they'll be but fun Darcy, to watch though. I, I think. Yeah, I think they're going to be great this year. It's just Kel McCarr's going to win the Norris again, or well, I, I would like to see McAvoy win it, but you know. Kill my car is just goofy. So, so yeah, I agree with you. First place for Colorado, like they they could even win the President's Trophy, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Honestly, uh, onto Dallas, like this team was just plagued with injuries so and like a bunch of stuff last year, and also could not win a game in overtime to save their lives. Um, but I think they're gonna have a great bounce back here. Uh, the goaltending, like I don't know, like who's gonna be the who's gonna be the guy? Because I'm pretty sure, like obviously Ben Bishop is on the LTIR. Um, I think Ottinger can go back down to the AHL. Yeah, so, he's in the AHL right now. I think. Oh yeah, I'm on cap friendly, and he's on the main roster. But he's probably gonna oh he is. Oh, oh it's probably a it was probably just like a, a paper transaction. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Um, 
But who's who's their goalie? Kudobin or Hopi? I think it's That's, still Kudobin. I, I, yeah, I still I think too. it's his net until he loses it. Um, Hopi, I feel like it's just the ultimate insurance option. And like I, Jimmy was joking, like the pitching rotation for goalies, but that's mm-hmm. kind of what Dallas is doing. So yeah, I mean, it, it could work. And I, I liked all the moves Dallas made this off season. I really liked the Yanni Hockenpah signing. Yeah, as a he's defenseman. on injured reserve, so hopefully he's not out too long for them. They were saying he was day to day, right? Uh-huh. I saw. So I think he was on IR to start the season. So I don't. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I haven't really kept up with Dallas, but I thought I read something that said Hawk and Paul was day to day. But uh, Ryan Suter contract is a little long, but you're yeah, going to get but the you're first, win, you're the win now, now. Yeah. Yeah. This is the year you want him. Tyler Sagan being healthy is huge. Every, everything I've heard, it says Tyler Sagan look, has looked great in Good. preseason. Yeah. I agree. Really uh, he's healthy. Rope hints. Hopefully he doesn't have that thing where he can't play like back-to-back games or whatever it was last year. Yeah, I, I was point per game last year. That's yeah, crazy. But, yeah, but no one talked about it because he wasn't playing every game. He only played, like, what, 37 games or something like that? Like uh, He didn't play a full can, season. Yeah, if he can get at least 60, 65, 70 games in for that team, that'll be huge. Jason Robertson, you have to think, is going to take a step. Mm-hmm. He was great last year. Uh, I mean, they still got guys like Ben. They still got guys like Foxa. Uh, they, there's a forward side. I mean, there's Pavelski. Gurionov, Radulov. Like, they have a they got guys. good team, mm-hmm. yeah, that – they they're gonna make the playoffs this year. I've I've no doubt about that. Like they're one of those teams in the like the best defensive teams in the NHL. They don't give up a whole ton, and I have no concerns about the defensively. I just wonder how good Kadobin's gonna play because he is he's getting up there in age. Uh, so is Hopi. So is Bishop. Like you can't stay healthy. That's it's just health too. Yeah. Yeah. But Dallas, if there's gonna be an environment that you do it in, it's Dallas because they're just so good defensively. But I think they're forging their bounce backs. I hope Sagan has a bounce back season. I think he only played like three games last year. Yeah, um, yeah, rough. yeah like Pavelski, Robertson, and Hints were great, but I would like to see Sagan, Ben, and Radulov bounce back. And I think they will. Yeah. So. At least at least Sagan and Radulov because they were both banged up. Ben, I think, will be fine. Uh, from what I've heard, he's been playing pretty good at center this year. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but uh, at least for like standings, I think they're a lock for the three seed or even oh, the two seed yeah. in the conference. Like they, I don't think people realize how banged up Dallas was. Last oh year. no! Like they, they almost made the playoffs with Anyways, like fifteen yeah. overtime losses and like no top six. It, yeah. it was, it was like you said, it was Pavelski, Hanson, Robertson last year. That was all. That it was, was basically. It. And then Haskinen and Klingberg. Oh yeah, we had, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, Haskinen and Klingberg, yes. Lindell, all studs yeah. back there, but um. Yeah, I think they're second or third in the uh, division. Uh, just depending, depending on like what one or two other teams do, but like they, they're going to be one of the top three teams in the division. There's not yeah. a doubt in my mind. I have them second. I think yeah. they're going to have a big bounce back here, and I think they could go on another deep run. Wouldn't surprise me just because they play such a structured team defense, and oh, I think yeah. that they'd have a really underrated offensive course. So I have them at number yeah. two. They gave Tampa a good run for their money too in 2020. I don't think oh, a lot of people remember that. Yeah. Right? Uh, they won the first game and mm-hmm. like there, what, what was there? There's two overtimes. Like if that goes their way, and I think yeah. one game was like three to two, like yeah. Tampa was the better team, but like they, they hung around and that's, yeah. it's like the Islanders. It's like, it's something, if you can hang around long enough, you could steal some games and that's yeah. huge in the playoffs. So Dallas is going to be fun this year. Like they, they're going to, I'm not like, going to look forward playing against them, but they're no, going to be good no. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it, 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 at least the thing with the Hawks is they have a tendency to play well against Dallas recently. Like they, it's not like when it was like, and there was close game with Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they, for two banged up teams, they played really well against each other. So 
Uh, one yeah. last thing before I move on from Dallas. I'm just looking at their cap friendly page. They have every single draft pick and haven't acquired every draft pick. So it's like a clean slate. It's so nice to look at. <laughs> and then um, uh, Delandria is going to be good. He'll have a full year again. Uh, I, I don't know if Thomas Harley's getting a look, but he, he looked really good in preseason. Uh, like they still got prospects. It's like that's the good. crazy part. They're fine. They're going to be good. Yeah. They're going to be good. Um, <laughs> next team, Minnesota Wild. Uh, they got Kirill Kaprizov signed, and that's really all that matters. They got – again, they're kind of like Dallas where it's like they, they're they a very solid, like good structured defensive team, um, solid defense even though they lost Ryan Suter. Um, two good goalies with Cam Taub and Capo Kakinen, though like is Taub going to be as good as he was last year? I don't know, but – Is Kakinen going to be as good as he was? That's the real question. Yeah, Um, I think Kirill Kaprizov is just that kind of player where he's going to help – that Minnesota team so much like he makes Matt Zuccarello look good. He's the same with Erickson Eck and I think Kevin Fiala is going to be good. Like they, again, they just not many names pop out offensively, but I just, I feel they play such a good team defense and with Kaprizov, he's, I think he's going to take another step this year and mm-hmm. not really much to say. And another thing, uh, I believe Matt Boldy got injured against the Blackhawks. Yeah, so I, I hope he's okay. That, yeah. yeah. He's out. Of, he's out at least like eight weeks. So yeah, I, I really hope that he uh, gets a gets a shot. I think it can be good. Same with uh, Marco Rossi. Like you gotta think are, Rossi gets a shot. Oh, one hundred percent. Like those are guys that can come up and make difference. There's Rossi really can be a call, call their dark horse. He's that skilled. Like it. it the, that's my biggest concern with uh, Minnesota. There's a couple of things. I I they're putting in a lot of new names on that back end, and that could take some time to you know. Um, Kind yeah, they gel. got Spurgeon, Brodin, and Dumba, and then you got Goligoski, Kulikov, Ben, and Merrill, which is mm. it's, it's, exactly. Um, and like I don't, I part of me just can't take the Wild seriously because they were in. Like I know everyone says, oh well, you know every division was weak last year to an extent, but the Pacific was a different kind of weak last year. You played California. They got the beat up on the California teams exactly. Like you have to beat up on four teams. I don't I kind of think that played a lot into them. Even St. The Louis last. was not good last year. Exactly. Like, like you know what I mean? Like they could totally prove me wrong this year and be good, but it's just I feel like if they play the other 24 teams in the league, this doesn't happen. And I think obviously Kaprizov's amazing. Um Kevin Fiala's a hell of a player. Joel Erickson X a Selkie Dark Horse. Like they got player, they have good talent. It's just I feel like there's everyone got better in this league. And I feel like Minnesota was pretty stagnant this off season, which is going to, mm-hmm. and I could see it biting in the ass. And they are really banking on both their goalies being nine twenty five plus again. Yeah. And that's not happening. No. And this is not happening. And from what I've seen, Capo Kakinen has looked less to be desired in uh, preseason. So hopefully he doesn't have like a Blackwood, um, like oh, rough year. Yeah. Um, I'm a little higher. Like, I'm not super sold on Minnesota, but that being said, like, again, team defense, I still think Talbot and Kakinen are going to be, like, solid. Not as good as they were last year, but I still think they, in my mind, they still have less question marks than other teams are going to go after, even the Blackhawks. So I do have them at third, but if if we if we do play, like, if we start playoffs today with my Stangs, I think Dallas beats Minnesota. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I got, I have Minnesota at six. I think just there, there's a couple yeah. teams I think that got better in the division there's a, there's at least three teams i think that got better in the division and then on top of that it's just they are really like i need to see them against the other 24 teams that, can that be is tough. true you know what i mean like they they the 54 the 56 game season in the pacific really does i don't trust that 
to an extent. I, I need to see them play a bunch of other teams that, you know, actually did something in the playoffs. You know what I mean? So we'll see. Uh, I have them at sixth now just because, like I said, I think a couple teams are going to do better. But they could prove me wrong. So who knows? They're still going to be fun to watch this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, on to Nashville. Um, <laughs> like, okay, we've said this so many times. Like, UC Strauss is a really good goalie, but do you so expect good. that? Do you expect him to repeat that good again? I still think he's going to be solid. But, and another thing is, I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast. A problem they brought up was that, like, he, like, he's the guy now. Like, these past few years, he's done well, but he's been playing behind Renner. Like, he's, he's the guy yeah. now. He's the number one guy now. And, I don't know about David British as a backup, so I think he's going to get a big workload. Like he could could get close to sixty games, and I don't know about that. And you look at the defense in front of him; they don't have Ryan else anymore. Um, I don't know if Philip Myers is going to be that good. I don't know if Dante. Like, obviously, <laughs> you still got Yosin Ekholm as as your one two punch on the left side. That's great, but then like it's it's Myers and Faber now. I don't know about that. I, I'm not sold on that. And who the fuck is going to score goals? <laughs> We've said this so many times. Like Tolvanen, yes. Um, Forsberg, Forsberg, yes, probably, yeah, but then who else? <laughs> like Arvidsson, I feel like it was a, it was a lot like a bad, like they didn't get the the value they did from. I think that's a big loss for them. And another underrated one, Cal Yarncrook, like that's a guy who could have scored a consistent goals. middle six yeah. for him, and they don't have him anymore. Like, yeah, I they they really just like, and this is a management group that still thinks this team can make the playoffs, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me. Like they are in that Blackhawks mindset of delusion, like towards the tail end. And uh, that's not uh, something to be proud of. It's not something you want to be in. It's not something you want to be in. And uh, obviously, there could be like there's a world where obviously UC Soros like plays sixty games and he's a Vesna candidate, and one of the two centers you paid eight sixteen million dollars for does something. Uh, Cody Finally, Glass, yeah. Cody Glass puts it together. I mean, like, there's definitely ways that Nashville can get in the playoffs. I yeah, they think, definitely squeak in, but I just don't see them man, like, doing it or making to, a divisional spot. They are going to have to play the John Hines special of hockey to get in the playoffs. Like, it, it, the the talent I just don't think is there this year, no. and I and it's unfortunate because I mean I feel like Nashville's a fun team when they're competitive at least, but this is. Man, like I people are saying like they could still make the playoffs, but I don't know. Oh, man. I don't this know, this man. is a seventh place team to me right now. Nah, like, I they're agree gonna yep. they're gonna have a rough season. And my biggest thing is like the Blackhawks need to fucking get that monkey off their back and just beat them because as of right now on paper, they are oh they're still gonna be a Nashville. pain in the ass to play against. Oh, like, they're always a pain in the yeah. ass, especially now because since they can't score, they're gonna double down on that defensive style of play that they always do. Yeah. So if UC Starro stands on his head, it take across headaches for so many teams. It's just what else, what are what who's gonna help them though? Exactly. Who's gonna help them? Uh I mean, on the bright side, if they stink, they are almost a lock for two first round picks and from players that they traded. Yeah, I was going to say like Matias Ekholm one year left. Phil I, Forsberg. Like, yeah. Philip Forsberg. Yep. 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 You could get Luke Cunnings an RFA. Like, Luke Cunnings uh, a guy who could probably take a bigger step this year. I thought he looked really good in Nashville last he year. Killed than he killed the Hawks this year. Oh yeah. He was a Hawk killer, but yeah. like he, he played a lot better in Minnesota or uh, in Nashville than he did in Minnesota, which I thought was good. So, um, there's a couple of bright spots, but yeah, third or seventh place team. I don't see. It. 100% agree with you. Unless UC Soros is a 9.30 goaltender, they are not there. Yep. Um, 
St. Louis Blues. They they're another team where it's like, oh, I don't know. Like they I thought they made a great trade with Buchnevich, and then it's just like, what else though? Like they you know, like they're just, inside. Yeah, that is true. Like they, they need some RA moves, but I I don't know, man. Like I'm not I don't I don't like Bennington at all. Not because he's yeah. a douche off that but I just don't trust him as a goalie. Yeah, he's just not proved. He's just hasn't been good since they won the yeah. cup. Like and he went on a, a stretch and a hot stretch. That's it. Like he hasn't been good since. Yeah. I mean, part of me thinks they got better at forward, which will help. Yeah. I I think guys like Cairo and Thomas take another step. Oh, one hundred percent. Jake yeah. Neighbors made this team out of camp. Yeah, which Edmonton Oil Kings, baby. Top Woo! line, Jake Neighbors. By the yeah. way, playing with Ryan O'Reilly. That's so awesome. Yeah. That'll be cool. I I think they had Sod with like I know you said uh, Sod Bozak. <laughs> But uh, yeah. uh, I think they had Sal Tarasenko at one point with Tom. Like I think it was Saad Thomas Tarasenko. Like that's that could be a very good line. Like uh, their forward is pretty good. Like it's solid. Yeah, um, uh, defense is okay. It's meh, but then Jordan Bennington, I don't trust yeah. him. Losing Vince Dunn's gonna be tough. I think. I mean, even though he kind of lost the uh, lost his way with Craig Berube in the lineup, I would say uh, they got Pareko locked up, which I think is great. Um, uh, down the I, road, ew, I don't know, but a six. Yeah, they're, they're just a team that's gonna find a way to rack up wins. And I, me personally, I have them at the four spot. I just think um, they're just gonna they're gonna out like they're just a big team, and they're just gonna annoy the shit out of some people some nights. Like the basically like what they did to the Hawks in one of their preseason games, where they lost like five two. They have the potential to do that any night if they want to. They just need to put it together. You know what I mean? And I, I think a lot of people, including us, have, like, really harped on them because they look terrible in the playoffs and they didn't look good last year. But I think a full camp and a, a new kind of outlook on the team, they're not going to have the Stanley Cup hangover either. Like, a, it's kind of like a two-year hangover because I don't really count the 1920 – like, 1920, 2021 are kind of just, like, the super season to me. So, um, you know, th- this is like a fresh start for them. So, I got them at the four spot right now. Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm like the big reason I have him at number six. I'm just not sold on Jordan Bennington. I don't, I don't, I'm not sold on him. Like, yeah, the, the, we're gonna get to Winnipeg, like, but yeah, I have him at six. So, yeah, on the Winnipeg, you could do it by default, but I have, uh, I have a Winnipeg at uh, number four. The, yeah. when we had Avon, like, I, I said, they're the Winnipeg Jets and Chicago Blackhawks, they're that meme, Spider Man pointing at you, like, you got on a, you got the two, um, like former uh, Vesna winners or two, two more most recent Vesna winners, you have the defense so that's kind of suspect, but also they made moves um, to hopefully uh, to bolster it. And then you look at the forwards; they got amazing forwards. So, uh, I I I have them second in the division. I really think this Hellebuck's going to have a great year. I think. Oh yeah. Um, I I think that the the additions of Dylan and Dylan, Dylan Schmidt. And Schmidt. Woo! Haha. <laughs> um, I, I I really think like putting Brendan Dillon with Neil Pionk is gonna be like great. I think maybe putting Nate Schmidt with Josh Morrissey to have like a full offensive pairing that could be something that could work. Um, I re- like I just I really think Pierre Luc Dubois is gonna bounce back. I, I, I can't see so. him having a poor year this year. He's gonna be glued to guy, a guy like Ehlers, and you just gotta think they're gonna build some chemistry. And they kind of were in the playoffs too for a while. Um. I, I maybe this is the year a guy like Veselinen breaks out. Who knows? But uh, I, I just I I really think like that top six, the goaltending, 
The defense got a little bit, bit better. If they could just work on their five-on-five play, because they're just not a good five-on-five team. If, if we're basing it off of last year, it seemed like they were a pretty bad team five-on-five. But if they can shore a couple things up defensively, their special teams are still incredible. I, Yeah, I, I think Winnipeg's a shoo-in to bounce back this year. Yeah, I think by default, having Connor Hellbuck, because he's just that good of a goalie, I think he's going to drag them to the playoffs anyways. And I like that team, like, the forwards are great. Like they have an amazing forward core. Um, the defense is, is bolstered. It's definitely better than it was last year. It's just, I don't like Paul Maurice as the co- head coach of that team. I think there's a head coach out there who could do, do a way better job. Jeremy Colton? Not Jeremy Colton. <laughs> Switch coaches? No. But oh my gosh. That, <laughs> with that being said, I still think they finished fourth in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. Like we we said before, like two through seven, two through six, honestly, I think is just up for grabs. It, yeah. it, like it could, it could quite literally finish anywhere. Like th- mm-hmm. this and the Metro division are such a crapshoot. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you can even make, like if you were in Vegas making a bet on this stuff, I don't know how you could, because there's just, there's so many like ifs in the air or so many what ifs in the air and stuff and other than colorado and arizona i'm not comfortable i'm not really that comfortable with any of my picks to be honest like wouldn't even surprise me if nashville finished like second i know eh? yeah it's like so like matthew olivier or whoever the fuck that dude yeah tanner's gonna become a a 20 goal scorer like okay cool um like it wouldn't surprise me if Minnesota fucking puts it together and you know their goaltending's great again and they're yep. second in the division. Wouldn't surprise me if the effing Blackhawks put it together. Exactly. Like uh, second or third. There's so many ifs. Like Jordan Bennington puts it together. The Blues are probably a two seed. Like that's yeah. probably the way it is. So uh who knows? Maybe Ryan O'Reilly has a selkie candidate year again. No like, one put there's literally so, so many, yeah. there's so many crazy things that could happen in this division. Hell. What if Tyler Sagan bounces back and is back at over a point per game? That could totally change the direct trajectory of this division. Actually, no. The biggest thing that could change the trajectory is if one of those $8 million centers in Nashville turns it around. <laughs> then things really – I'm serious. Like, Ryan Johansson or Matt Duchesne goes off this year. That that team gets a lot more interesting, I feel like. It's just they both stink. So, who knows? So, yeah, my rankings for the Central, number one, I got color. I feel like that's anonymous. Uh, number two, Dallas. Number three, Minnesota. Number four, Winnipeg. Number five. Even though I'm still skeptical of putting him in a playoff spot, uh, I, do, I like just like how we talked about it and like looking at the other teams' division. I think they squeak in at number five, number six. I have St. Louis, number seven. I have Nashville, and then number eight. I have Arizona, which I think is anonymous again. Uh, sandwich with Colorado and Arizona, and whatever the fuck you mustard want to sandwich. Mustard sandwich, yeah. The central <laughs> division is mustard, yeah. Oh yes. So I got Colorado, Dallas, uh, or no, sorry, Colorado, Min- or Winnipeg, Dallas. St. Louis, Chicago, uh, Minnesota, Nashville, Arizona. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So let's go on to the Pacific team. Uh, The first team is the Anaheim Ducks. How fun is that? We get to start off each division with an amazing team. Anaheim, I don't feel gets enough shit for how bad they were because I think all the, all the, all the, all the focus is on obviously Arizona and Buffalo, but not enough attention is given to it and i mean that's probably a good thing for him for them you know not to be like 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 every day it's like oh it's an easy win but like like that perception perception at least but anaheim is not a good team but they do have a lot of nice young prospects like they have a really good prospect pool yeah i agree it just really doesn't get talked about enough how like their first wave of prospects have not been doing well whatsoever like guys that were supposed to be at least like impacting the team at this point, guys like Sam Steele, Max Jones, like 
Uh, Max Comtois. Max, Comtois is the only one that's like taken that step, I'd say. And Comtois was great last year. Like he, he's I'm definitely sure he was their leading scorer. Like, yeah, he and Ziegler, yeah, like thirty something points. It's a problem. Like he and Ziegler are the the future for the team. It's just like man, you need a guy like Troy. Yeah, yeah you, you need like Troy Terry to f- f- fucking put it together. Like there's just they they have no scoring, and I feel like if Anaheim wants to commit to this rebuild, like really commit and get some good draft picks, you trade John Gibson. Yeah. Like he's like, a great goalie. And I think he's just stuck on a horrible team. Like even his, what, even his numbers have been decreasing. That's what Colorado <laughs> should have done. If we're being honest, they should have just hey, sold hey. the farm for Gibson. Chicago somehow, some way. They still can <laughs> this off season. Hopefully. Imagine, I wish. I would they trade next year's first round pick and go get John Gibson. <laughs> it would be. Worth I mean, I wouldn't least. put it against Bowman. He's just putting. Yeah. A, he's putting together his U.S. Olympic. It's an, exactly. It's an American goal. And he'll go like, get Austin Matthews next. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, but like, <laughs> Ryan Getzoff is still there. Uh, yeah, I, I like, really like Matt. Yeah, I like Max Comtois. I like uh, Trevor Zegers. I think I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with him going McTavish at third, but I still feel like he could be a. Solid, like, second-line guy. And he doesn't need to be a first-line guy because they got Degris. Yeah. Uh, their defense is not bad. Um, Cam Fowler, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson, Kevin Shankirk, which I forgot they did that. So that'll at least help uh, Jamie Drysdale. Like, he doesn't have to be, like, to playing top-pairing. Yeah, thrown to the Wolves. And he was last year, I think, for a bit. But I, I think that's because, like, at Lindholm and Manson were mm-hmm. out. But hopefully with Helpy this year, he can play more in a shelter role. So, yeah. There's that at least, but like Zegers and Comtois, those got to be the guys because I did like mm-hmm. Henrik. I don't, he's not good. Gets off. Uh, sorry, he's Silverberg's like, on the way out. Probably. Yeah, um, like, Raquel is kind of like, yeah, Anaheim's in a spot right now. Just, they, yeah. If when by the that time, what is it, March 21st is when the deadline is this year yeah. or something like that? Uh, Ricard, Raquel, Giacomo Silverberg, and Josh Manson all should not be on this hockey team at yeah. minimum. They should all, they should have minimum two first round picks back for those guys. Like I, I was, we were talking about during the offseason they should have traded Raquel. I really like. I get it; his trade value is not as high as it was probably two or three years ago. But Ricard Raquel's a guy. If you put him in the right top six, he's going to immediately go back to scoring the way he did when Anaheim was, you know, first in the conference every other year. <laughs> um, there's just a lot of talent there, and if they could just put it together for a little bit, they don't even have to be good. Just you know, good enough to where it helps the prospects grow. That's that's where they're at right now. Like you, they're if anything, they're trying to stink just as much as Arizona and Buffalo. Oh, you should yeah, be trying should your be. ass off yeah. to get Shane Wright right oh now. Oh my God, Searson Wright! Oh, oh, <laughs> that'd be nasty. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, eighth place. Uh, yeah, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ricard Raquel, one year left. Ryan gets off, one year left. Uh, Nicholas Delorier, one year left. Okay, maybe he's not as good, but. Dude, this is Nicholas guy. Yeah, like the first round pick. I know exactly. Like, there's gotta be a team that's gotta give up a bare minimum of a mid round oh, pick for that. Yeah, watch what Ryan Reeves does tomorrow on TNT. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> defense: Hampus Lindholm, one year left. Josh Manson, one year left. Lindholm's got one year left. You do it. That's minimum three first round picks you can get at the deadline if you know how to move players. Bob Murray should be fired if they don't do this shit properly yeah. at the deadline. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They could Pierre Dorian this so hard and get so many good picks. And I they, they really should. And I honestly, like how we're referring I, I, to Pierre Dorian for that. <laughs> Well, at least in terms of how he like yeah, sold everyone no, yeah. at the end, like at least he knew like okay, I'm not resigning any of these guys. I have to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And if shit with the way Anaheim fucking operates, they're probably gonna extend fucking 
Raquel on a six-year deal or some shit. Wait, didn't they extend Silverberg or no? I don't know. I don't think so. No. I don't okay, know. I don't know, but it's just like eighth. Yeah, eighth. Mm. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Enough about the Ducks. Uh, Calgary. Very interesting because I don't like Daryl Sutter. He's come in. Uh, like he's like obviously he instilled that identity with LA just being that grindy team that gives you nothing. But I just. I don't think Calgary has the personnel to get it done. Like I, like I think Johnny or Joe is a very skilled, like Sean Monahan as well. I just, I don't want to say I believe in them, but like those aren't the guys you should be building your franchise around. That's just me though. Like Johnny or Joe, maybe because like this is a guy that's flirted with hundred points. But like Sean Monahan, no, Matthew Kachuk definitely, but it's, ugh, I don't know. Um, like Jacob Mar, like Jacob Markstrom can't be the like this bad. Like he has to have a bounce back here. I think he can. Uh, the defense, Mark Giordano. Yeah, baby. exactly. Like you get rid of, like you lose Giordano, and now you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to shore that up with uh, Good Branson and Zadorov. Like I don't think Ooh. that's gonna work. Um, forwards, like it's okay. Uh, I like, like the Blake Coleman signing. I really do. Yeah, like Blake Coleman. Yeah, it's interesting. He went to Calgary, but like I feel like he could be a Darius guy. But then you look at Kachuk when you're left, Gaudreau when you're left. Like they gotta. Mangiapane, when you're left, like they gotta, sh- they gotta figure out what they are, and I just get it off the pot, like you. Exactly, like, yeah. You really gotta, like, I'm. They, it's another one of those scenarios, like Ottawa. It's really cannot go into this off season with one Gaudreau walking as a UFA, without one an extension or two some kind of trade, and I think Kachucks is gonna end the exact same way. I. Majiapani from the rate of it will probably do that because if he has a season like he did last year, he could warrant like four million dollars or something. Like I, I don't think people realize how good Majiapani was last year for Calgary nope. just because it was Calgary and they were yeah. very middling. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> I, I don't like their defense, and no. I just I, I don't Especially know. Especially with I, your Dano gone. The thing is though, like their division is such a crapshoot. Exactly. I, yeah. I just I I'm gonna know. go sixth. That's what I was going to, yeah. I could see them, like, as high as fourth, maybe, but it it would really have to be they have to buy in the Sutter system, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, It just – it seems like every time I choose Calgary, it's just, like, they're underperformers. Yeah, they let you down. Yeah, and I'm not going to pick them this time. So, yeah, number six, like, that could be an underrated team that's, like – that could blow it up, I guess, because, like, again, Kachuk when you're left, Kudrow when you're left. Uh uh, Majiapani, one year left, and I believe I saw. Oh no, Lindstrom has three years left. But either way, yeah. Um, next team, uh, moving up uh, three hours north to the Edmonton Oilers. Um, uh, I, I, I it's interesting because <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting. They, they that's certainly a word to describe. They made. Uh, I honestly don't mind what they did it for. Like Zach Hyman, yeah, it's a long term contract, but if you're Eric winning, was a good pickup. Yeah, um, I like Warren Fogle, even though I don't like how they treat Ethan Bear from. But like, if you're gonna trade him, that's a good return. Uh, Brendan Perlini, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Brendan Perlini. Um, like I like their forward core. Like, obviously, you got arguably two of the best players in the world. Well, you got the best player in the world, and then. McDavid, and then you got Drysdale as one of our yeah top five player yeah, uh, like Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, uh, Fogel, Ryan, Puliyarv, Yamamoto, like you they go got, like, like core locked up. Mm-hmm. Like, but then you look at the defense, Darnell Nurse. Like, is that contract worse than Seth Jones? Uh, 
we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then they said, yeah, the, the Leafs 2019-2020 defense is good. Let's replicate that. Let's go get Tyson. Let's, uh, let's get sign. Yeah, let's <laughs> not only off. that, let's get Tyson Berry for three years. Let's get Cody CC for four years. And then let's uh, get Duncan Keith. I will never understand. I will never understand, bro. But, and then um, you look at the gold setting. I'm really just going to keep it a buck with the, about the Oilers. Like, if they made it to the playoffs the last two years, the defense core they had, I really think it can't get much worse. Like, I have seen McDavid drag worse defensive course to the playoffs. Um, I, yeah, I. The player I'm definitely most excited for to watch is Jesse Poyarvi. It really seems like he's finally put it together and he's getting that and he shot has fun there. Yeah. Oh my God. You can tell he's having a blast finally. He got out of Shirelli's Island. Uh, Ken Holland's Island. Actually, Ken Holland sent him overseas and now he's yeah, he's been great. I, I, It's probably one of the better stories in hockey that, that doesn't get talked about enough just because he had such a rough upbringing and they tried to rush him and it didn't work. But this, we all knew the skill was there. This is a guy who was like projected to go third overall in 2016 behind line A and Matthews and stuff. So he, I'm so excited to watch him. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, biggest concern, again, goaltending is Mike Smith and Koskinen. And that's saying something because that defense. Mike Smith is, was ugh, good last year, too. Yeah. Like, but are you banking on a 40-year-old goalie to do that again? Exactly. Which Mike <laughs> Smith are you going to get? That's always yeah. the question. You're going to mm-hmm. get that Mike Smith or you're going to get the 890 Mike Smith? Because we know we know, can man. do both. Um, All that said, I have them second. second. I, I was, <laughs> was going to say I have them second. Their division is so bad, bro. Yeah. Like, and you have two of the best players in the world yeah you got the heart you have the automatic mvp probably so yeah you have the two past heart winners they're they're second yeah pretty decent i'd say right yeah and that yeah that's the selling about the division that we said uh the defense and goaltending is not good but and they're second second. yeah but again that also speaks to how good that mcdavid and uh yeah speaks volumes for how much they can overcome yeah um the los angeles kings um this is a team I, I've really liked what they've done uh, with drafting. And I like what they did this offseason, getting Arvidsson and Deneau, really kind of solidifying that team. They got Edler as well. Uh, I, I think I, they're, they're going to – Yeah, uh, I think they're going to take a step this year, a big step. Um, like, like the forward core, uh, Kopitar. Like you, still, you still got guys like Kopitar and Brown and Dowdy. But then you throw in guys like you again your new acquisitions to know Arvidsson, uh, Velarde, and Cali ever in the lineup. I really hope uh, Velarde has a big year this year. I think he can. And on the defense, it's still a little weak, but I think Cal Peterson's going to have another good year. Um, Byfield, Anderson, and Thomas are injured, yeah. which which sucks. Sucks. But, uh, hopefully they they get back soon. But is it Leah Anderson or Mikey Anderson? Which one's hurt? Uh, Leah Anderson. Okay, yeah. These Andersons <laughs> look good with LA though. So that's that was a very underrated like acquisition by them a couple years ago. Yeah, uh, Rangers out. can't develop their top ten picks anyways. Oh, um, where have we heard this one yeah. before? Uh can't wait to get Capital Cat in two years. <laughs> oh my god. Oh remember untouchable for Jack <laughs> <laughs> When we get Adam Fox. Woo! Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh man, I'm excited to watch the Kings this year. Oh, like, I am yeah, too. Yeah. Once everyone gets healthy, because like yeah. Like like you said, with the way they set up this team with like Kopitar and Dano, like guys like Byfield are not gonna have and like, Chercott, like yeah, they're, they're not, up. 
Yeah. Rasmus Kapari. Eh, like you just go on and on. Yeah. It's on. It, yeah. You can go on forever. They drafted uh, Brian Clark. Like, oh my God. It's ridiculous oof, how good they are. They, they probably have the best prospect pool in the NHL. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like it, it wouldn't even surprise me once again. I think we brought it up before. If they are looking like they could make the playoffs, do not be surprised if they try to, you know, Maybe kick the tires on Jack Eichel again. Who knows? Mm, like that's a team that, that could mm-hmm. do it. And you have by you you go Byfield Eichel for the next decade. Oh, <laughs> oh and then you God. have the back end of Kopitar too on top of that. Oh. Kopitar's your, and you would still have Deneau too to keep yeah. that in mind. Like, oh baby, that'd be a lot of money to tie up in some centers, but it would be worth it. Would it would be exactly you could, um, you could throw Kopitar on the wing at that point. That being said. Uh, I think they just fall short. I think they they finish fourth. Like, they just miss. I think they're going to be in the thick of it. But that being said, I think next year they make it. Like I know. They're, they're, they're going to oh, take sorry. some big steps. Yeah. Yeah, I know I've talked high and I'm all off seasons. Oh, and I so think I said, they, yeah. said they could squeak in. And I, I, I got them at fifth. I think they're really going to show that sign that they're just pushing at it. It's just I think there's a couple of teams with experience that I just mm-hmm. take over. Yeah. Because I think there's just a couple teams where they're not going to be as bad as they were last year. It's simple as that. Yeah, they're either way they're going to be a really fun team to watch, and I'm, I'm oh, ex- yeah. and they're going to be. I can't a, wait. A great they're the best of the California sure. teams. That's for sure. Oh, 100. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it's close. No, uh, it's speaking not. of which, uh, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Sharks. The Sharks. Um, they did make some. They did add some free agents in the off season. Old men. Yeah, they got uh, Cogliano. They got uh, Bonino. Uh, I don't think Mecklen. he scored any big goals against the Sharks in the past. Uh, not, not I'm pretty sure he was drafted by the Sharks, which is the funny thing. <laughs> he was. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> Coming uh, home. Yeah, they got they got rid of Martin Jones. So hey, but then is Patrick Reimer, still on that team. Uh, let's let's check. I'm on Cap Friendly right now. Um. I don't see his name anywhere. Unless I'm <gasps> super blind. No more Patrick Marlowe. Oh, give, give it time. Someone will get banged up and he'll come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, they did make some free agent. Like, they got Benino Cogliano. Uh, oh, my God. They have some really bad. They don't get enough. I feel like they don't give enough shit for how many bad contracts Vander they Kane's have. listed as a non-roster player. Yeah, right I feel now. like that's going to – I think that's going to kind of ruin them. I have them at seventh. I think they're going to have another – bad season but hey like get another top player like william mecklen in this draft and mm-hmm. yeah hot take about san jose though eric carlson's gonna uh go back to his old form this year it's just not gonna be enough like no. not old form like norris way better than he was yeah, last not year. piss yeah. poor terrible like he's been the last two years he's gonna actually be like a 50 point defenseman again that's uh, my yeah thomas hurdle one year left uh, he's got to get he's, he's gone yeah he's gone they're gonna uh, transfer first maybe lebanc too who knows should have yeah. traded LeBanc two years ago, but that's another story. When he took a million old dollars. Oh, my uh, God. You could have got so much for him. <laughs> uh, on to the, the newest team in the NHL, the Seattle Kraken. Obviously, they lost tonight, but we, we talked about this. This is a team. You look at it. Okay, maybe there's not the sexiest names, but then you look at the goaltending. Two great goalies. Uh, that defense is very good. And you look at the forwards again. No, they no, all like, try. <laughs> they all try. Um. Like no one stands up, but like they're just they're so solid. Like I feel like they're, I, on, at least on paper, they're definitely better than Vegas was in their first year. They're and deep, look what dude. that happened. Yeah, like they're like, they're a deep team, and they're not a fun team to play against. From what I saw, dude, like when Marcus Johansson's on your fourth line, like you're a deep hockey team at that point. Like 
I, and we talked about it. Like there's so many guys that, that this could be the year they make their statement. I think Vince Dunn, you've talked about it many times, probably going to be the guy in the back end that does it. Looks like Hayden Flurry is getting a lot of minutes on that team, which is pretty good. Nice to see finally. Uh, Morgan Geeky scored his first goal tonight. Looks incredible. Yep. He he literally he gives me. Uh, I know Jimmy said Marsha showed me personally. He kind of gives me that Alex Tuck vibe. Just mm. big, can skate, great shot, and he's just he finds a way to get to the right spots. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, Jared McCann, like and Jordan Everly. That line looks fantastic. Like um, I think people just forget how good a couple of these players are. I mean, I, I got him finishing third. I think they so make are, the playoffs. Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna be nice. Edmonton, Seattle. <laughs> Hell, might even have to make a trip down there. Who knows? Um, um, on the moose. Yes, on the moose. <laughs> no, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be closer to summertime. So yeah, I gotta take the moose out to the polar yeah, bear. The polar you know, bear. polar yeah. bear's go- polar bear's taking a nap. Yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, it's got it's got it's got a hybrid. Ain't you know? Got got to get ready for the winter again. Oh my god. Um, the <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they. They got uh, Connor Garland, but then you sign OEL, and then you sign Tucker Pullman four years, and then you get Luke Shen, and then oh, like they they do one good thing. It's like Garland, like that. That's so. You, I look at the forward core. That is really good. They got a damn good forward core, bro. But then I look at the defense. Quinn Hughes. That was a fucking awesome contract for Quinn Hughes. Fantastic. But then six years left of OAL at $7 million. Tyler Myers. Three years left. Four years of Tucker Pool. Oh, my. That, I don't get that deal at all. Oh, Vancouver, man. Vancouver. Like, it's just... <laughs> but you have Pedersen and Hughes, and this is the defense you put for them. I and, just... Oh, my God. I, I really think they're going to surprise some people this year. They, could. Really, they definitely do, yeah. It's just I, I think defense. people forget that this team was third in their division two years ago. And, and they, they were, were not They were not this good two years ago. Like, obviously, I'm pretty sure you basically replaced Toffoli with Garland at this point. But, like, I, I don't know, man. I just see a world where Quinn Hughes is not as terrible as he was in the offensive Dude, they, zone. They had such – awful like an awful the COVID stuff. Yeah. They've been, like i think uh, i was watching the hockey guy video about it they played like 24 games in the final 30 days of the season oh, it's you ridiculous. Think they're gonna be, of course they're gonna be terrible you okay, and me? games that don't even matter like, it's already out of the fucking yeah. playoffs like it never it, oh man it was so frustrating like i i really think vancouver's gonna surprise some people thatcher demko's gonna probably start like 50 games this year they got a really good one or a backup in halak i think like probably this isn't this is probably gonna be Halak's like one of his last years, but the guy's proven he can be a backup everywhere he's gone. So that's kind of all you want. Uh, I think Pedersen's really gonna surprise some people this year because they were kind of thinking it was gonna happen last year. It's probably gonna happen this year. Uh, Besser, I, Besser could be in for forty goals this year for all we know. If he yeah, can stay hopefully healthy. he gets back soon. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's always health with Besser. But um, yeah, I, I got them finishing fourth and not just missing the playoffs. I, that's that's where I'm at with them. Right I have now. them at fifth, but I also do think they're going to be competitive. Like they're going to be kind of battling for that final, uh, that like third spot in the division because I, again, the Central thing's going to have five teams. But yeah, they kind of remind me of the Blackhawks in 2018, 2019. It, or like not even that. They're like they're going to become the Western Conference version of the Flyers. <laughs> just because mediocrity well like because their forwards are just stupid good yeah but then you look at their defense and it's a lot of money and a lot of guys that there probably shouldn't be a lot of money in 
And then their goaltending is a young goalie who's a stud, but it's just like, look what's getting thrown in front of him. It's, it, I, I honestly like, there's a lot of parallels between the Canucks and the Flyers, I think, right now, especially with their offseason moves, like going to get oh my terrible God. analytic yeah. defensemen. Mm-hmm. Don't mind us getting Seth Jones, anyways. Uh, the last team, uh, there's no question they're the best team in this division. Um, like, I don't really Get have the concerns. playoffs and figure it out. Yeah, I really don't have concerns with Vegas. It's kind of like Colorado. Like, the, like Robin Leonard, I think he's going to have a great year, but I did see some people. It's like, okay, like, like 2019, 2020, he played, he had Crawford with him, and then he had Leonard, with, or then, sorry, then he had Fleur oh, with wow. him. Like, he is, yeah, he is the guy now. Like, yeah. but I think but, he can rise to the, the yeah, occasion. And he's got a good backup in Bressois, and uh, I like Thompson and the minors that they have. If, like, anything happens to Bressois. So I think they have goalie options for Leonard. So he, he's going to have to play 50 plus games this year, but uh, I, like I think he's know, more than capable yeah. of doing that. Uh, the defense looks great. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to see what Nolan Patrick's going to do on that team. Um, I hope they give him like a legitimate chance and Pete DeBoer just doesn't throw him down the lineup like he does everyone else. Um, love that Keegan Colasar is going to be a full-time player on the team this year. I, I love his game so much. Um, same story with Vegas every year, though. Like they're like, going to be they're the one such seed. a good team, but that one question is who's like first line. Who's going to do it this year? Yeah. And uh, if anything, who are you going to trade for this year? To help you do it, because we know they're going to trade for. They're going to make a year. move, yeah. And then, and apparently, Peyton Krabs isn't worth it for Jack Eichel. Like, okay. I know, like, <laughs> I'm so over these franchises, bro. Like, like, yeah, we were doing the same thing when we traded for Seth Jones, but like, what's the Stephen D- Steve Dangle line? You got to spend something to get something. Like, come on, dude, guys. You're, you can't. You trade Flurry for uh, you make a t- charitable donation Flurry to Chicago, but you draw the line at trading Peyton Krebs. Like I love Peyton Krebs, but dude, if I get a chance to trade for Jack fucking Jack Eichel, fucking I I am driving literally like Pierce on a team that's literally a one C away from just dominating this league for the foreseeable yeah. future. Like I would drive Peyton Krebs to the airport. I'll drive him all the way to fucking Buffalo. I'll be like, oh. no, I'll get him a cab like Gerard Gallant. Oh, Keep it classy. Yes, yes, but no Vegas number one in the division and they're probably gonna be cup contenders no and i hope i would love a vegas colorado conference final this year (sighs) i would love it but i need both those teams to get out of their own way for us to get really good hockey because i feel like we've been robbed of vegas tampa the last two years and it's starting to piss and colorado tampa too yeah I saw someone say that like pressure's not on Colorado this year. Hell oh, no. there pressure's, should be. The pressure's, pressure's always on. We brought Colorado. that up. We brought that up. Like it's not cute anymore. Like you blew a two nothing lead to Vegas last year. They got a win now. Like this is three years. Yeah, it's the second round, but this is three years in a row that you've lost in the second round. They got to make it past that now. You got figure all these. They, yeah, you got to figure it out. You got these players. You got the team to do it. Just you know, uh, fucking do it and uh, win. Sometimes, fucking you know, literally. Anyways, yeah. So those, so yeah. There's our uh, Western Conference preview. Um, so Pacific, I have Vegas number one, Edmonton number two. Uh, it's it's so funny. This is such a this is <laughs> horrible such a division. division. Yeah, I swear. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, I have Seattle. Number four, I have LA. Just missing at number five, Vancouver. Number six, Calgary. Number seven, San Jose. And then number eight, Anaheim. Also, scorching hot take. Like this is like the scorching hot take that's definitely not going to happen. This is also going to be just getting to the completely out of the bullshit year that the Flames get like first in the conference again, like they did a couple years. And then ago. they'll get kicked out. And then Chicago will face them in the first round and beat them like five games. Yes, but um, 
Yeah, so I had uh, Vegas one, Edmonton two, Seattle three, same as you. Uh, I I had Vancouver four. I th- I Vancouver and LA are basically a flip flop for me right now. I, I really think both those teams are around. The, like agreed. I need, yeah, I need to see LA on the ice. There's definitely going to be some uh, growing pains. And, exactly, yeah. growing pains is definitely the term I'm looking for. That's why Ty go as Mike Babcock always says. Ty goes with the veteran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the veteran right now is Vancouver, um, and then uh, six seed is Calgary. Seven seed San Jose. Eight seeds Anaheim. I mean, man, it's that bottom of that division's still really bad. Yeah, so uh, that's probably the worst in the NHL, I would say. And that's yeah. saying something because there's one division that has Detroit and Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um. Yeah, so there you go. There's a Western Conference. Uh, before we close things off, we're just going to go through, through like a few news items. One thing we didn't bring up with Vancouver, they traded Ole Ulevi for, uh, I think it was uh, Nolan Juleson and Yuho Lemiko. I don't, I don't know. but That is, for, for a team that really was really hell-bent on keeping Ulevi around and thinking he was finally going to get a chance, he they just decided that this was time to give up on it. They just saw was... him lying on the ice in that like bag skin. Like, no, that's it. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. And it's... It's all right. He's going to go to the island of Joe Quindle fixing terrible defensemen. Yeah, like he, he did it with Montour. Montour. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he's helped Uyghur, like mm-hmm. and Ekblad. Like, he, I mean, he levies in a good spot. <laughs> yeah, my like, it seems like Florida's been like the 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 team to take chances on these like former top picks like Sam Bennett and stuff, and like give them a home. So why not? Why not? I hope for the um, best for him, honestly. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but former fifth overall pick. Um, and I think Lamico could be a good fourth liner. On. Uh, Vancouver. I'm pretty sure he's on the main roster. So yeah, on the topic of Florida, uh, they signed Barkov to an eight-year, ten million dollar per. Like I got no complaints about this. Barkov is one of the best two-way forwards. One of the best play. Like he could be an he's underrated a top ten player in the yeah, game. Yeah, he could be. He could be. He's right on the periphery. Like he could be an underrated. Like he could be a dark horse for the heart. Honestly. Yeah. If he can. If he could stay healthy. Yeah, that's the big key. And like the, that team just stays hot. Like he's just, he's such a dynamic talent. And like for a guy that size to be that silky with the pocket, like, like we and talked about. He doesn't about take that. penalties either. Like it's just, oh, he's, he's such so... a good player. Yeah. People the forget he almost gonna... got a hundred. People forget he almost had a hundred points. Like and I think a couple years ago. Points on his team that year. Cause Hubert was a oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Florida is going to be a good team this year. Anyways. Um, oh yeah. Also another extension we got to yeah. talk about is Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> That's a what was it? Eight years. Uh, eight 60- years. Seven point eight seven five per sixty three million. He he did have a great year last year. He was great in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely for more down the line. Like it's probably not worth it right now, but like once if he keeps growing, which I think he will, it's going to be a steal. I saw someone say he gives him Saku Koibu vibes, and I couldn't help but laugh a little. Nah. Bit. Uh, <laughs> nah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, there's part of me that's like, this could be a great deal. But then there's like the, you know, there's the pessimistic part of me in the back of my brain. that's like, this is literally Clayton Keller 2.0. I hope it, I hope it, I hope he does do well. Cause I'll just piss off Vegas fans. Oh yeah, bro. They get Suzuki for the next seven years or whatever. Cause um, I mean, Pacioretty signed his extension. So that's about as fair of a trade as he gets right now. I'd say in terms of like both sides doing well. <laughs> They got, dude, they traded Eric Branstrom from Arsenal. <laughs> One end didn't give him a first. What a fuck. And like, Branstrom's like out of DJ Smith's like peripherals in Ottawa, which is so. 
Bill Lindstrom for Eric Bradshaw. It's so happening, bro. I'm going to be so excited. Yes, please. Especially with the way the bottoms, the bottom pairs like messed up for the Hawks. We got to relate it back to the Blackhawks always. Remember, people. Always remember. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. always about the Blackhawks at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, but, yes. uh, oh, yeah. I like the Suzuki contract. I just hope he can do what he did this year. That's my biggest concern. I think he will, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He'll definitely get the chance. That's for sure. Oh, he's the, he's the yeah. one seat now. Oh, so. yeah. Um, <laughs> Rangers named six alternate captains. Uh, so, <laughs> Barkley, Goudreau, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, Ryan Strom. Jacob Truba and Mika Zibanejad. Uh, apparently, Panarin didn't want to be captain, which is fine. But like, I would have given it to Truba or Zibanejad. Uh, I thought Kreider would have gotten, it. or even Kreider. You know, He's like been there Goudreau, forever. Goudreau and Strom, uh, whatever. I guess. What, what the fuck are the Rangers doing? I don't know. And uh, on I that can't topic, wait to watch. The, I can't yeah. even watch. Them. They're going to be fun. Be yeah, I'm going to be in class tomorrow, but I'm just going to like open my Twitter when Ron breaks. Oh, it's, it's going to be, be like there's already been five oh, fights in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, Kind of hinted at this earlier. Vitelli Kravtsov requested a trade, which is interesting because you look at Leas Anderson. He was, I think, I don't think he was a top five pick, but he was certainly a top ten top pick. 10. They traded Easy. him and got like pennies on the dollar. They only got like I think a second round pick from. He was I, the pick they got in the Derek Stepan trade. Oh uh, yes, that's right. And I think that's going to be the same for Kravtsov. Like I think they're going to trade him and not get a whole ton back. And the Blackhawks. Yeah, oh, man, that would be awesome. Um. Dude, Kravtsov for Nylander. Why the fuck not? <laughs> not nah, Kravtsov for Strom, bro. Put the Strom brothers together. Yeah, that, that works out too. Um, but yeah, I, like, I wonder where he's gonna go. Like, I don't know. Like um, I don't know where. I don't like. I'm trying to remember how this whole situation played out with Anderson because I know Anderson went overseas for the Rangers. Yeah, when he this did. Is happening because they didn't trade him initially. So I wonder if it gets to that point with Kravstrov to where he's yeah, going to have to go back to Russia He doesn't report to Harford, yeah, and he goes back. That could happen. He already um, hasn't reported, so that's kind of why they're requesting a trade. So Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, he's I going guess to Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're going to get, like, Strawman back <laughs> for some grits. Nah, Jay Beagle. Jay Beagle and, and Antoine Rousseau. And Lawson <laughs> And Andrew Ladd, why not? Just throw some cup experience in there. No, they're trading to Florida for Anthony Duclair. Get him back in the Rangers. Oh, man. Then they trade him for Keith Yano. How about that? It's a five-way trade. Anyways, uh, I think that's it. Oh, we spent like two and a half hours at this. A long show. Yeah, very long show, but it was worth it. We got in our Western oh, Commerce yeah. preview, and then we got some more news. So, yeah, it was... It's, it's weird having NHL hockey on, like, especially now that it's a full 82 game season. It's going to be a fucking crazy year. Like, it's going to be just from a Blackhawks fans. Per, per, uh, oh, yeah, I'm definitely excited. Like, every game matters. Like, every game's going to matter. Every point matters. The Olympics are coming. Like, it's just going to be a fun season. I'm looking forward to it. And I don't know what day we'll be doing the podcast, but we'll know the results of at least one game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to doing this podcast over the year. It's going to be. A, a lot of fun, and God, I hope we make that at least the playoffs. I got I one think. thing we got to close out on real quick. You got to give it? the hottest hot take you got going into oh the season. Oh, my God. I feel like I already gave my hot take. I forget which podcast it is, but I said Philadelphia is going to be picking first overall. Who that is. That is now, I'm not saying they're going to be the worst team in the league. They could finish, like, what is it, 16th now because there's 32 teams, mm-hmm. and they could win the lottery, so – I'm not necessarily saying they're going to be bad, so but I'm just going to say Philadelphia drafts first overall by the end of the year. They won the lottery. Piping hot take. Let's see if you can top mine there. 
the Boston Bruins don't make the playoffs. Ooh, yeah. I feel like I don't know if that's it's not it's not it's not gonna happen. That's why I'm saying no, it's like it's like it's like Pittsburgh. Like they're no Pittsburgh matter what happen, happens. But it's I don't trust I don't know after the night, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess again, I guess we'll watch the season to find out. So yeah. I was gonna say Ottawa makes the playoffs, but then I was like, Oh mm. yeah, no. Uh, that's way too tough of a division. Anyways, uh so Thank you for tuning in. Uh, yeah, this will be out uh, Wednesday morning. So enjoy the Hawks game. Enjoy the uh, craziness that is the Washington Rangers game. Enjoy the uh, Montreal-Toronto game. And uh, McDavid's playing Vancouver. And then, hey, there's Winnipeg and Anaheim. <laughs> Everyone enjoy Connor McDavid absolutely trouncing a pairing of Oliver ekman Lars and Tyler Myers. I can't, I can't wait, wait till he turn, turn Styles Tucker-Pullman. He already has. That's the best part. He already has. (laughs) All right. right. Peace out, y'all.